Are you guys ready to start? Ancient yes. magic. <laughs> That's how we're going to start, start tonight. With ancient magic. Yes. Jen's tattoo needs to be ancient magic. I feel like, yeah, we all need to come up with some Harry Potter tattoos. Tramp stamp. Sounds great. Real quick. Yeah. But it sounds say? great. <laughs> <laughs> what a supportive guy. Oh my. Oh no. But speaking of tattoos, Lauren and Brandon's tattoo artist has Harry Potter on her whole forearm. Yes. She has Hogwarts school. She has Dobby and a snitch. Oh my snitch. gosh. Oh, right? Wow. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. All like here. And Lauren goes, why would she pick Dobby? <laughs> <laughs> the same reason John's going to have Neville on his arm when yes, we're all done with this. you're darn right. You're darn right. Oh. Neville straight across my chest. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel face. like anything oh with Harry Potter, you would never change your mind on. So there you go. <laughs> oh, dear. I just, oh, boy. Okay, but speaking of ancient magic, uh, here's the opening question that I have for you guys tonight oh, because okay. I'm actually really curious about this. What... What um, magical powers do you think objects hold? Because it was talking about uh, there being ancient magic. You guys are there's, right a there? there's a picture of a guy that has a Harry Potter tattooed across his chest. I'm thinking that's what they're laughing at. Sorry. It's like... <laughs> Keep going. Um, there's a lot going so, on around here. No so way. many layers. You said so magic in ancient magic <laughs> with favorite. objects. With That's kind of right. my main question. Hmm. Okay. So one thing that people brought up that they kind of had a qualm with our discussion was that they didn't like Danny's skepticism of the pensive. Because oh, how so? It's an ancient magic object <laughs> um, because like that's one. Of, maybe this is my question for you guys, because yeah. I was kind of in the same vein as you. Memories can be modified, but is there something about the pensive that is there another way that you can view memories? But if you put them in the pensive, they're more pure and the pensive like is a sieve. It sieves out the good from the bad uh -huh. unless you actually see a true accurate representation of this because you don't trust the memories that Dumbledore extracted from Morphin. Well, only because we already saw that um, Slughorn, who isn't even very good at it, was able to modify his memories. Yeah. Of course, it was obvious. It's like bad CGI compared to like a deep fake where yeah. you actually wonder like, wait, did that celebrity do that? So it's like we already know the Pensieve does not take all impurities out. Um, so where do you draw the line? Um, so I am skeptical always, of course. Um, but... <laughs> I think I'm not skeptical of the Pensieve as much as the people, but we asked a lot of questions early on a couple like uh, episodes ago. We're like, is the memory pure? If the person forgets something, a detail, does it get blurry? If a person misremembers or they thought they did something cooler than they actually did? Um, I don't know. I guess it just, I keep thinking of that Malcolm Gladwell thing where he did the study on traumatic events where they basically they waited for like a big event that would affect a lot of people. And then when 9-11 comes along and they interview all these people like the year after 9-11 and said, tell us about the morning of 9-11. And they did. Then 10 years later, they follow up with all those mm -hmm. same people and ask them what happened that morning. Tell, walk us through your day. And everyone tells their story and they are 100% confident this is what happened. But in more than half the people, 
they got little details wrong. Yeah. Mm. Nothing important, but just like different cafes or restaurants or people they were with, timing, time of day. Like people just got a lot of weird little details wrong. And sometimes they would change things all together because memory is fickle. So when you have like a big moment that you replay in your mind a lot of times, you naturally just change the moment and you don't even realize it. So with these things, with these memories, I just thought, how could it be a pure memory when I'm even trying to tell stories? I don't remember enough of the details. Yeah. You just kind of go with the flow. So is the Pensy pure and perfect or, uh, or maybe not necessarily pure and perfect, but like, do you think that <coughs> the crude job that Slughorn did to cover up his memory, mm. if you viewed his memory another way, could have been better covered up, but the pensive actually showed the, like the pensive is a powerful it. way of viewing mm-hmm. a memory. Well, we haven't seen any other way mm-hmm. of viewing a memory. So yeah. I kind of didn't think you could, but, yeah, Maybe. we did with Occlumency. Yeah. Oh, oh, like That's that. But I thought of that as being the purer way because it was like direct. But maybe, maybe that's where it could be more tampered with. Yeah. That feels weird. But also, everyone's mem—I mean, everyone's memory is different. So, like, we could be at the same exact event, and yeah. my memory is going to be different right. than yours. And I thought they were rude, and you thought they were fine. They were polite. Yep. Yeah, so, like if you thought someone looked pretty and someone else thought they looked ugly, would they actually be glowing in one memory and look shabby in another? Right. I don't know. And and we just don't have enough information. We don't have much to compare it to. All we know is pensive memories are are not perfect, um, but they're enhanced. Yeah. Uh, only based on a parcel tongue being so like audible by Harry, we say, all right, well. If this guy who didn't even speak parcel tongue could remember parcel tongue enough that Harry could then understand it later, that seems to indicate that the pensive is is filling in some details here or like kind of smoothing out some of the wrinkles in the memory. Um, because there's no way someone would remember the random noises coming out of a person if they didn't know what they meant. Um, but I don't know. Not sure. And even on top of that, there is a few things mentioned in this chapter with these objects having these traces of ancient magic as we Mm. always say (laughs) Jen always says what is actually in these objects like this they showed the locket of slytherin and they showed the cup of helga Helga. hufflepuff this is your favorite this is your thing ancient magic (laughs) yeah i'm not a pro ancient magic i just know when it shows up (laughs) and i know it's powerful i just like it i don't identify as it (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) but what is actually in this what is like the magic that's I know, in these when, objects? I don't Like, did the power. founders give them power on purpose? Or is it just because of their age that they're powerful? Mm-hmm. You know, like, because they've been passed down. Like, almost... Um, like, what are you going to compare this to? Well, I'm just comparing it to muggle <laughs> things. Like, we we are fascinated by old things. In you the world are in general. So true. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, find all these silly things fascinating. Everyone's like, that's a boring old rock. I'm like, it's geology. Um, anyways, um, I just think even in the muggle world, we're fascinated. Some yeah, people are fascinated right. by old things, specific <laughs> objects. And I think the attention we give to something gives it muggle power, you know? Like whether it's a fancy watch or um uh a tool that was used in the stone ages or, you know, you go to the Met or you go to some fancy museum and you see paintings, even if you're like, that kind of looks like other paintings, but if you know it's by someone important, it's like, yeah, we're giving it glory. We're giving it power. We're giving it like presence. 
as muggles. So in the wizarding world, I almost feel like the attention that an object gets gives it some kind of power. Like Peeves being like a combined energy of the students, I feel like the wizard's uh, subconscious combined energy of giving an object attention. Uh, that's so like a crude way of saying it, but just there, like something. Are there certain objects in the wizarding world that have been passed on for so long that they possess more magical powers than others. <laughs> and what, what would those objects like. be? Like, so we've seen a few, but is there but like one they, ring to rule them all? They're picking it, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, what do you mean they're picking it? Like, they're picking one object to like pass down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And wands can be passed down. And these, I, I think of precious metals as being important gold galleons and jewels and things like that. Maybe that's just my muggle mind. Well, everything that we've seen is jewelry, right? It, like mm-hmm. it has a muggle value Or was too. it a cup? One of them was a cup. Yeah, one of them was a cup. But I'm yeah. picturing it like a goblet. like something yeah. Right, yeah, like a metal one. Legit. Yeah. Um, so here's like another yeah. exercise. Put yourself, but, implant yourself into the world of you grew up magical. What is the lore surrounding certain things? Like we have lore in our cultures with like you know, like <laughs> growing up, we did all this stuff for our state, like all this weird lore surrounding our ah, state yes. around like even this one concept of the devil, like the devil roams around our state and you don't go to certain parts of our state because like mm. they have things. And there's there's mm. obviously like Excalibur. You get something like that. It's like this sword right. that is unbeatable. Yep. Like that's kind of our lore. What is what would you say Wizard is lore. wizarding lore? Like, is there Hmm. certain things that have been so embedded? Like, if you were a magical parent, what would you tell your kids? To be honest, in these chapters, I thought of Hogwarts. Hmm. Like, there is Hogwarts lore, you know? And and we've seen it confirmed in in these books. But imagine before the books, before anyone knew... You heard vague rumors of things like, oh, you know, there was a kid when I was in school called Hagrid. He got kicked out because of some beast under the school that got let out in the Chamber of Secrets. And I imagine that Hogwarts in and of itself would have a lot of lore, hidden passages and um, treasure, crazy creatures underneath the school, chambers. And and even that lore, I think, gives a certain power to Hogwarts. Mm. But now we're wondering what kind of truth is there to this lore? We've already seen a lot of it Mm -hmm. um, with the different underground passages. But um, why does Voldemort want to be there? Is it lore? Is it truth? I don't know. But even maybe some of um, Voldemort has become lore. So I feel like that's part of the weirdness that I can't figure out about, like, why they don't want to say his name. Because... Mm does that give him some kind of power because his death eaters, even um, when he went back to Dumbledore in these chapters, asking about a job at Hogwarts, his death eaters were already kind of a thing. So I feel like there's some death eater lore. But yeah. I don't know what that is. Um, and there's probably lore with um, dead bodies since they can be reanimated um, and they can be used in potions and stuff like that. There's some Wasn't good zombie that a lore. more new thing? What? What'd you say? Sorry, motorcycle motorcycle was going by at the same time. (laughs) It does kind of seem like a newer thing, yeah. Yes. I was going to say the the dead body thing seems like after Voldemort was in rain kind of thing. Could be. That's kind of the vibe that I got too. I'm sure it was existent, but But that's even another question. Because he's crazy. Yeah. 
Hmm. So are they? A lot of are these people there. inventing this different kinds of magic? To well, whoever wrote the pre- the Half Blood Prince book, yeah, is also his own magic too. Hmm. Which could, sounds like it could be Voldemort, but who knows? Could be. Could be. We'll see. I'm, I want to keep talking about this stuff, but let's start. Welcome to the podcast. I'm John. <laughs> it's Jen. Danny. And Kristen. And this is Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. Here are your typical reminders um, and a bunch of new stuff going on, too. I have been mentioning merch for so long and I'm finally getting designs. <laughs> I promise this week and we're going to finalize those and get some merch out there. I'm going to re-edit the whole beginning of this podcast message too to say everything that we have going on. But we have Instagram. Follow us. First time readers. Everything's either at first time readers or um, at hot tamales. We're starting to add that handle onto it too, which is pretty darn fun. We might change our Twitter handle to hot tamales. That's kind of a fun one. But uh, email is first time readers at, g- at gmail.com. Subreddit is r slash first time readers. Instagram is at first time readers. We have a Discord now, which is hot tamales. If you want the Discord, go on to our Reddit and go find the Discord link on our Reddit. I'll post that in the description or something like that. The, the subreddit or no, the Discord is how we're going to do live reads for now on. That's probably the easiest way without uh, hitting any copyright issues. So go check us out on there. Um, that's where we're going to have some small little discussions live as well. And um, we have a bunch of other stuff going on, but my mind is going going blank right now. Go give us a rating and review. As always, that's probably the best way to get podcasts out. If you want, you can support us on Patreon or you can even support us on YouTube through memberships. As soon as we finish this first read through for uh, Jen, Danny and Kristen, we are going to start implementing um, member only content. We're thinking about doing some other stuff. We have to like throw a few little uh, ideas out there, but um, we're going to kind of have a meeting and discuss like where we go from there. We are thinking about season two, season three, season four. I have a lot of different ideas that we're going to do for dif- this, this, uh, to build this out into like a Harry Potter nerddom and even just like a larger nerddom, um, keeping me, Danny, Jen and Kristen kind of going through this whole thing, doing different kinds of bits of content. So we're thinking of all these different ideas for it. Um, I got to talk to the quad or quad group over here and just try to figure out more ideas for that. So keep updated on everything. Again, the Reddit is probably the best way to do that. That's kind of where we have all of our announcements. Um, our Twitter is first time readers. I might change that the hot tamales now that I'm thinking about it might be pretty sweet. Um, and then I think that's pretty much it. I can't really think of anything else. I know that I had a bunch of other stuff, but I can't really think of it at the moment. Um, We are also going to take a little bit of a breather between book six and book seven because Jen and Danny are obviously getting married. So that's very exciting. But I will keep you all up to date with everything that's going on on all of our social media platforms. Go follow us on YouTube as well. That's where we do all the live streams. I'm sure you probably all know we have a YouTube channel at First Time Readers and then all the other stuff. I don't know. Go enjoy these chapters. These are really funny chapters to me. There's like a good uh, bit of comedy as well as darkness in these chapters. And they're just so excellent. And some of the discussion in these chapters had me cackling the entire way as I was editing this podcast. So enjoy these chapters, chapters 20 to 22 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. The best is like, I wish I could give you a different answer, but I have no information. (laughs) (laughs) But You must have some ideas of lore though. 
No. Like if you Wizard were, gen lore. let's like imagine we're kids right now and we're sitting around <laughs> yes. and our parents are telling Something us a story great. about like no work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like what is it, what is even ours? Like ours is like uh, I can't even remember what some of ours is. What are like stories that we tell that like you have an object and you an object. Well, like I remember make believe world. I don't know yeah, what you're trying to say. Like kind of like make believe really world, but like you know, like boys will have like swords and will like imagine swords like it's Exca- and dragons, yeah, Exal- and Excalibur. Yep. Or oh, we're with Barbies. Hey, sure. Good movie just came out for Barbie, so I haven't seen it yet. But <laughs> me neither. I do want to see it. Um, I don't know. I guess my question is: Is there is there deeper forms of magic in these objects? Like you had this weird, you had this weird diary that someone implanted their memories in. You had this weird, these weird, like this locket. Is there deeper magic in this hat, this sorting hat, like this Oh, the sorting hat does seem like its own little yeah. creation. Yeah. They created and he has his own mind of, uh, mind of his own, it seems. But he had to be created. He yeah. Doesn't, he didn't exist before, right? Yeah. You can't just become a sorting hat. And music. <laughs> he changes his song every year to be more rel- relevant. That's so true. He does. Yeah. And there's power in music. So the Sorting Hat's really doing some some crazy stuff. Mm. What does Dumbledore say in the first book? Um, music. A magic that goes beyond anything we teach here. Yeah. Hmm. When's it going to come yeah, back? Quoting the book already. <laughs> here's, here's a bit of lore. Something like studying the book. We, <laughs> but dragons would be lore too, just like yeah. they are in Muggle World, right? Um, but here's here's magical, kind of what I'm yeah. even arriving at, like something like the Fountain of Youth or like mm. the Tree of oh, Life, oh, like nice. searching for those things. Is there magical equivalents for those things? Like, there yeah, has you get to be because that's youth. why Voldemort thriving. Yeah. And whatever he's living for is that object. Yeah, for sure. That yeah, that's exists a good point. Somewhere. Because why else is he doing all this crap? <laughs> yeah, you're right. And, and I think that's why we love things like Indiana Jones, where... It's like something that we thought of as lore and then there's confirmation that it's real. And then in the wizarding world, when Treasures. something is lore, when when does it just fade into lore? And you're like, oh, it probably was never real or it actually was. But do we know much lore? Well, we actually heard a little bit of lore in these chapters with, um, what was his name? Oboe, the wizard that they were singing about at the end when Slughorn and Haggard were drinking. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's that's lore. Lore often would take the form of songs and stories. So I'm curious if he was involved in any ancient lore. Pirates and their treasure with all their Pirates songs. And yeah, their right. Treasure. Ooh, I love that. Like buried lore. treasure somewhere. Mm, buried treasure. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of other Muggle lore. Maybe that that's has, what like, it power. is. Buried items. <laughs> buried. Treasure. But then why is he going after them? Because well, they have power. But what gives it its power and why is it more powerful Hmm. than things they could make now? But is it like someone dies and their power goes into this object Mm -hmm. and then it gets passed down? I think we're, yeah, we're kind of saying that if it is passed down, it gets more power because it's almost like it's being appreciated. Like an aged wine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then once you imagine the wine is better because it's older and more expensive, you just think it's going to be better even if it isn't. You're like, and then it is because you thought because you think it is like the fake Felice. Yes, Felicis. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, mm. uh, let's go into chapter 20 because all this stuff is going to be in chapter 20. Ah, uh, yes. So we didn't Lord start Voldemort's request. <laughs> We're going now. That was all the intro. Chapter 20, Lord Voldemort's request. So what is the summary of this chapter? <laughs> it's like you. Uh, we get another look into the pensieve. The first memory of Voldemort is... Oh, no. The first memory... I don't know what I wrote here. Is of Voldemort <laughs> killing a woman to get Helga... Hufflepuff's cup and Slytherin's mm. locket. The second is a Voldemort visiting Hogwarts to ask Dumbledore for a job again. Does that make sense? It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I needed that summary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get why this lady didn't use this stuff. She's like, it has a lot of power. I'm going to tease you with it, but I never use it and it's yeah. in a safe. She wanted him coming back. She wanted him coming. Yeah. She was hot Well, for he's him. handsome, apparently. Yeah. Was. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, was. yeah, it was until book three or whatever he was. Well, yeah, the movies portray him nicely. Um, this chapter opens up. Hermione even escorted them down to breakfast, bringing with her news that Ginny had argued with Dean. The drowsing creature in Harry's chest suddenly <laughs> raised its head, sniffing the air, hopefully. What did they row about? He asked, trying to sound casual as they turned into a seventh floor corridor, which was deserted, but for a very small girl who had been ex examining a tapestry of trolls and tutus. She looked terrified at the sight of the approaching six years and dropped the heavy brass scale she was carrying. Um, one question before this. Harry is looking at his book and he comes across this spell called Sectumsempra. What do you think this spell does? Wait, could you say that again? Ooh. Where was the spell? He is reading through the advanced. And it said for making. the enemies, right? Mm -hmm. It said for enemies. Oh, Sectumsempra, yeah. only for enemies. You've done a study, so what do you think? Yeah, I was thinking about <laughs> it. But nothing. It's <laughs> like a Latin taking the parts together. You no, know, I should have actually done some research, but I can't Google it because it's going to tell me what it does. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. So. What is it again? Do you have it written out? No, I, let me oh. find where it is. Um, I got the idea of separating because it just sounds like it. But then I'm like, Seconds. just because it sounds Can like it doesn't it mean again? it is. It's like septum, septum sempra. sempra. Hmm. Could it be something with your nose? A septum. I was literally just saying <laughs> that. <laughs> you have a deviated septum. It fixes that. It fixes. <laughs> it makes or It gives it to your enemies. <laughs> your enemies. It splits their Trouble nose in half. breathing forever. Ew. Gross. Gives slits. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say Voldemort tried it and it went wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, we can't tell. We don't know how evil this Half-Blood Prince is. Because the other thing he had was like flipping someone upside down. Mm -hmm. Holding them by their legs in the air, right? And mm -hmm. by the whatever, up in the ceiling. Which doesn't seem that harmful. Yeah, for sure. It's like a prank thing. Yeah. It's a prank. It's for sure embarrassing, but it's not terrible. So I'm just trying to think what would be for an enemy of that level. Any ideas? Next question. Pass. Taking, making them not be able to talk. Ooh. Wow. That would be, that'd be a good one. You'd be a good spell inventor just from that alone. That'd be interesting. Doesn't Harry do that to the ghost? That was different. Mm -hmm. It made the tongue stick to the roof of his oh, mouth, sorry. but oh. similar vibes. And that, that's why it would make sense. I'm imagining like mm. um, the Matrix when Neo loses his yeah. mouth. He has like the 
skin that goes in front. That's gross. I've never <laughs> yeah. seen. I've only <gasps> seen parts of it. I've never seen those either. The Matrix. Matrix in the first time watchers. Oh Don't watch them, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be bonus content, you know, in the Don't winter. With Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty great. Um, I think they age pretty well. Like a fine wine. I, well, I don't know about all that. It's um, from a movie. I just don't know which one. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say that before. Um, yeah, I can't think of it. I don't know. Um. And then here's even uh, not really a second part of this question, but um, <laughs> completely on a different note. <laughs> um, why do miserable or why do people stay together if they're miserable? Why does Lavender not want to break up with Ron, even though because Ron wants it's nothing to do with her? Uncomfortable situation. You don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I, yeah, that's why Ron doesn't want to end it. And Lavender is obsessed, desperate. She wants Maybe. a guy. Yeah, she's just very she hopeful. Just wants, she's yeah. a hopeful. Well, she doesn't even like attention. her. Or hopeless romantic. She, she doesn't just, like him. I think it's mm, like I those girls that just want like a boyfriend. Yeah, they don't care who for the it idea is. of him. Even if yeah, it, she, yeah, she likes the idea of him. I don't know if she likes him. Hmm. So I feel like she does kind of like him. I'm reading it as if she does, but maybe I'm also reading into it as a hopeless romantic. But <laughs> I'm like, I think she's just like really into it. And Ron's just not. So. Hmm. So bye. Ron's just scared. Like obsessive almost. Yeah. And maybe she doesn't really care about him. Hmm. But it's just like. Like a boyfriend. Yeah. It's like, I yep. have a boyfriend that, and yeah. I treat And then it's like, like a competition a type thing. It's like, ooh, Hermione's coming around. Right. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's why, why I was are getting you with her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, here's another line that we have. I see, said Dumbledore. So they're in the meeting right now. Um, they're private lessons. And Dumbledore says, I see, said Dumbledore eventually, peering over Harry um, over the top of his half moon spectacles and giving Harry the usual sensation, the unusual sensation he was being x rayed. Do you think Dumbledore is actually using legitimacy on Harry? Oh. That line caught me a little off guard. Hmm. But what were they talking about before that? Like they were talking about um, searching and like, did he procure Slughorn's memory? And Harry was making all sorts of excuses. Uh, with Ron. So and, I mean, he did have a lot of good answer. excuses, to be honest. Ron almost died. Yeah. Apparition lessons. A lot of stuff happened. I don't think that he would. I feel like that's a line he may have drawn. But I'm just projecting that. I don't think yeah. he, there's anything he's said that's made me think that. I don't think he's ever said anything about like thoughts being private or whatever. But maybe he has. Because I would think he could pull things out of Slughorn or anyone he wanted to. But I feel like he doesn't do that. So he, he was... I think it crossed his mind to do that with Slughorn, but I think Slughorn, he knows that he couldn't really do it because Slughorn has He's actually pretty him. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. But Harry wouldn't be able to. And Harry's hmm. terrible at that. Yeah. Hmm. If he was, what do you think you'd be looking for? Does this make, would that make you trust Dumbledore less? Is there some, some objective? Is there something in Harry that Dumbledore is like looking through or looking at? What that he like got the answer was not yeah. telling him. Yeah, that would be crazy. Well, I, I still don't, don't fully would. get why Harry had to get the answer to begin with. Hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't really make sense to me. Harry did a good job 
in the end, of course, we're skipping two chapters here, but like. Because I don't think it's for actually. You think it's actually the memory? I think it's more to get Slughorn to. To trust Harry? To like have sympathy or be on Harry's side or see Harry in a different Mm. light than the chosen one. Like more an emotional pull because he liked his mom so Slughorn liked Lily so much. Right, right. And that's valid. But it just felt like. (laughs) But not. No, just from my perspective, because we're all just talking opinions, you know, like I thought it getting someone drunk and then asking them emotional questions didn't feel like rocket science, you know, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel like that's above Dumbledore either. Like he he's poured a couple drinks for people in the past, you know, but would he have gotten drunk around Dumbledore? That's the question. And that's maybe he was bringing up the Mm -hmm. reason that Harry is able to do it. And Dumbledore isn't because his slughorn is on guard against Dumbledore. He's not necessarily on guard against Harry. And I think the weird part is that Slughorn didn't understand um, why it his knowledge was important for the big picture because we don't understand and Harry doesn't understand and Dumbledore hasn't told anybody. But Dumbledore could, I thought, could have reasoned with Slughorn to get this information out, but the sacrifice would have been he, it would have required him to tell Slughorn more of the plan and I don't think he wanted to do that. So maybe that's why Harry had to do it. But it Slughorn didn't seem that unreasonable once he was drunk. Um, where I thought, eh, this is really Harry. And so it just brings back the question of why does Dumbledore want Harry to be the one? Was it necessary or is it more for Harry's growth? Um, what's the big picture there? And I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe that's the other question. What is the big picture with all these memories? Is Harry, I think you guys mentioned once, this is like... Dumbledore training Harry to figure out how he can overthrow Voldemort. Mm. But is that it? Is there anything else behind this? I don't know. I I mean, maybe this was Dumbledore trying to teach Harry just a lesson about not being um, so caught up in his own stuff. And even so, Harry did not. It took him a long time to actually get on board with doing what he was supposed to do and listen to Dumbledore here. So maybe he was just trying to help Harry grow up a little bit Hmm. and put his priorities in the right place. Dumbledore is saying, ignore Malfoy, please, and do this thing I'm asking you. And Harry just could not do that. Um, He kept going back to the thing he wanted to do, not what Dumbledore asked. So, hmm, I don't know. Because he keeps saying this memory is so important. And we'll get to that later about why it's important. But there's got to be some real significance behind these things and the other funny part is that dumbledore knows it's so important but doesn't know what it is so how does he know it's so important and that that feels like a a bit of speculation too so then it just i understand why harry would be a little bit like you know weird about it because i'm weird about it (laughs) (laughs) why dumbledore why what could be revealed in the memory um, which characters at this point are the most trustworthy and is there anybody on the fence with you guys i trust like everyone so like i don't know <laughs> and i trust no <laughs> i know for opposites hmm. snape i don't trust yeah mcgonagall i do sometimes i don't <laughs> whoa when do you not uh, trust mcgonagall I forgot when it was, but it was in this book. Mm, in the context of like Harry, Ron, and Hermione, school yeah, stuff or Voldemort stuff, and okay. the, and the oh, because I remember 
remember Harry's blaming like Draco Malfoy mm. for um, the oh, the charm the necklace that yeah and, Katie yep. Bell thing, and it felt like she was protecting him. Hmm. Yep. As a cover up, so I thought that was different. Wow, and that made you not trust her. Interesting. I just put a little pebble. A pebble of mistrust. But I, I mean, come on, she's like. Of course, yeah. yeah. Dumbledore's right hand in a way, but. Hmm. If um, things were to go crazy. Yeah. And then you know, Hagrid, we trust, trust in some ways, but not in others. I trust. I trust where his heart is at. Yeah, just to, not like to the secrets. very end. I just don't trust his uh, him being responsible. Secrets. Maybe, um, so yeah, that's a funny dynamic. Uh, I trust, trust his his motives. Harry, Ron, Harry, Hermione. Ron, Hermione. Yeah, the um, Weasleys. Not all of them. Not all of them, but most of them. I don't. Ginny, think... Luna. Yeah, I trust Luna. I trust her dad. You I don't trust, trust Ginny. You trust no, no, I, I, <laughs> I trust uh, better dad. <laughs> but he's a good guy. I can he tell. He like the newspaper. Good yeah. quizzle vibes. Um, and I just I've uh, assigned a lot. Do you random remember what her name? Him. Her dad's name is. Oh, we know his name. Um, I feel like it was like Ernest or something. I don't remember. <laughs> kind of close. Um, Xenophilius. Ernest is in Xenophilius. It's in the realm. <laughs> Xenophilius is his name. Maybe I read it and didn't even know that was uh, a name. name. Wow, that's what an intense the? name. He just literally fell into He just like melted. He's <laughs> <laughs> like a big baby. That's <laughs> the first time I've ever seen him cuddling. Yeah, he's pretty cuddly know. today. What happened? He's feeling a little sick. That's why I think. Oh. Oh, buddy. You see a buddy, huh? <laughs> he's going to crap all over you. I know. I wonder what house I was going to say, he's getting that. Yeah. <laughs> um, here are some other lines in this. I'm gonna. These are like longer lines that I'll read, but this kind of gives us a weird depiction of Voldemort. This is the first. But now, Harry, said Dumbledore, now things become murkier and stranger. If it was difficult to find evidence about the boy riddle, it has been almost impossible to find anyone prepared to reminisce about the man Voldemort. In fact, I doubt whether there is a soul alive apart from himself who could give us a full account of his life since he left. <laughs> I wonder whether you know what it is, Tom. Pick it up. Have a good look, whispered Hepzibah. And Voldemort stretched out a long fingered hand and lifted the cup by one handle out of its silken wrappings. Harry thought he saw a red gleam in his dark eyes. His greedy expression was curiously mirrored on Hepzibah's face, except that her tiny eyes were fixed upon Voldemort's handsome features. <laughs> a badger, murmured Voldemort, examining the grave upon the cup. Then this was Helga Hufflepuff's, as you very well know, you clever boy, said Hepzibah, leaning forward with a loud creaking of corsets and actually pinching his hollow cheeks. Didn't I tell you I was distantly descended? This has been handed down in the family for years and years. Lovely, isn't it? And all sorts of powers it possesses, too. I haven't tested them thoroughly. I just keep it nice and safe in here. So what is she talking about with testing these powers? Something Let's see we... if it makes your powers like a boost. I think mm. of Mario Kart where like, yeah, you have like, the <laughs> extra boost. Like a little amulet that like, gives you yeah some kind of boost of your powers. So is Voldemort collecting these to boost his own power? Is That's that what why it he's felt so like. But then, it, but then 
Dumbledore said that that's what he does. He just collects things. Remember, like, when he was a child in the orphanage? Wow. He's Balto. Isn't that the statue? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, he said this in the orphanage. He said that he would just collect these objects, which is just a strange part like of his winnings. personality. He's a hoarder, yeah. But it's like to show, it's like a murderer. You know, they keep like the bones or the teeth of like their <laughs> victims. That's what it feels like. Yeah. yeah. It's like serial killers. Yeah, serial killers them. always have, what? what is it, like their calling card or their, uh, I forgot the exact term. But like the thing they just, they have to do it just so other people <laughs> know that they're brilliant. You yeah, know? it's like, like and, their um, print. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Their, their souvenir of how much how many i wish she tried it and like kind of gave us something i know like what of the oh, power yeah like i tr i tested Ooh. this one out and xyz but i so didn't we, try this one out I know. but i wanted to show it to you and put it back in the safe hmm. it's what crazy it do, though that's the part i'm i'm just curious about it boosts your powers just boosts your power like the or, sort of gryffindor did for harry in those moments well, what it knew that he needed help, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. And then this is the second time we've seen it's passed or, down to family members. But could it also be like things work together? Like if you have it, it could boost your power, but then everything works together to help that situation. Because well, like what you were saying. It could be two separate things, but the phoenix fox brought the sword in the hat. Was it the sorting hat? No. Yeah. Wow, that's kind he of funny. It, he, in the hat, and I kind of no, forgot he about it that. Out of the hat. So I don't know if it, it in the movie it seems like it was like it I, just appeared in the hat, like it okay. was magically. It wasn't really there, and then he pulled it out of, out of the hat. But maybe it was he just brought it in the hat. Mm. But I'm like that's what I guess I'm trying to say is like maybe the power behind it too is right. that things like just kind of work together mm. to help you so does it mm. does it have anything to do with like the founders because the sword maybe it made harry braver in an instance oh yeah because they have all the personality mm -hmm. things what was hufflepuff again that was the cup helga hufflepuff was a cup oh no personality was, uh, traits like that's a hufflepuff is about loyalty huh. hard work um there's like Oof. a little bit of healing in what's the slytherin ambition he definitely has ambition, and he's had the ring the longest, or the locket. It was or both. so the ring was the. Um, no, we don't know yet. Like what the ring, is, do we? The um, locket was the like descendant the of Salazar most. Slytherin. The ring, the mom's so locket, gone. and yeah. the ring would be like these items. We're yeah, thinking. right. Is there anything for like Ravenclaw? Have we seen anything? For are those Horcruxes? We went over this, right? Is that like, a are they Horcruxes? Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. Well, I mean, they could be, but they don't. That doesn't seem evil, though. And I still am assigning the yeah. founders as good intentioned. So, I mean, the sort of which one? Are, oh, Ravenclaw. What's Ravenclaw? I don't think she's like doing bad things to a cup. To like, be like witty or something. Hmm. Could we have seen um, the Ravenclaw item without knowing it? Sure. Could it be the sorting hat? <laughs> Could it be the sorting hat? That would be funny. Um, the sorting hat is no, but wise. I thought it was. You, it told us who created the sorting hat. I thought 
in the beginning. Yeah, books. it was the, the yeah. four founders. They, I think created, they created it, it together. Yeah, they mm. threw brains in the thing and they... <laughs> <laughs> That's mm. kind of what he says in the beginning. But they yeah. each house has their animal. Um, so lion, badger, serpent, and raven or mm. eagle. Eagle. Oh, yeah, that's so weird. Eagle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, and then the Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw is, is eagle. It's yeah. not a raven. No. No. And weird. they each have uh, a ghost. Um, a ghost? I know they each have a They each have a person who's in charge of the house, which is like uh, McGonagall, Sprout, oh. Flitwick, and Snape. Snape. And they each have a ghost. The Bloody Baron is Slytherin's. Headless, um, nearly headless Nick yeah. is Gryffindor. And who is the other two? I have no idea. I, I don't haven't even really know mentioned they had the Yeah, you're right, but they did mention they existed. And I think they might maybe even mention their name at the death day party. Yeah. But I can't remember. <laughs> so do they have... Well, we're getting too nerdy for you again, Jen. <laughs> do they each have an object, too? Like It would make sense for them to each have It sounds like these, they do, yeah. though. And then you, you briefly mentioned, how are Horcruxes made? Well, we don't... We're still not like positive they're physical things. So it'd be simple if it was. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a ghost or if it's a spell or a potion or something, then I don't know. Because, and would Slughorn know? It would almost make sense if it was a potion because Slughorn is such a potion person. And then that's why he was sharing it with Voldemort. Like, yeah, but maybe you put it on an object and that's how it works. You put a potion on an object? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, maybe. <laughs> You soak it in there, let it let it boil for a bit. It came out weird. <laughs> yes. But I was just thinking um, that would be another reason for well, then the cup the half too, blood prince. Sense. If it is Voldemort, then it would make sense too, right? Because he's really good at potions, yeah. so he's asking about this one particular. Yep. And then he asks a potions professor. Wait, was he potions back then too? Mm-hmm. He was. So yeah. So. It would kind of make sense. And then again, with the Helga Hufflepuff thing, it's a cup. So it literally could be this cup. Like if you put a certain potion in a special cup, like made of gold or whatever, then it, it brings out. Yeah, but then there's a sword it. for Gryffindor and And you're th- you're thinking those for- are also like could be Horcrux related or maybe you can only create a Horcrux if you bring all the things together. Like. Right. Hmm. But he co- um, he's collecting a lot of stuff. So that would make sense. Like if you create a Horcrux. By bringing ancient magic things together, you can like pull the magic out of them into like mm. another thing that becomes. Or you're pulling the magic from a bunch <laughs> of people that had it before. Um, here are some other lines too, because this is we'll, we'll keep talking about <laughs> Horcruxes. Um, that's right, said Hepzibah delightedly. Apparently, at the sight of Voldemort gazing at her locket, transfixed, I had to pay an arm and a leg for it, but I couldn't let it pass. Not a real treasure like that. Had to have it for my collection. Burke bought it apparently from a ragged looking woman who seemed to have stolen it, but I have no idea of its true value. There was no mistaking it this time. Voldemort's eyes flashed scarlet at her words and Harry saw his knuckles whiten on the locket's chain. Time to leave, Harry said Dumbledore quietly. And as the little elf bobbed away, burying the boxes, Dumbledore grasped Harry once again above the elbow and together they rose up through the oblivion and back to Dumbledore's office. Hepzibah Smith died two days after that little scene, said Dumbledore, resuming his seat and indicating that Harry should do the same. Hokey the house elf was convicted by the ministry of poisoning her mistress, even her mistress's evening cocoa by accident. So 
what do you think of Voldemort, of Tom Riddle in this moment? And why is he collecting these, these objects? Because you were just talking about why he's collecting yeah. these objects. Well, so. he's creepy to begin with. The fact that he <laughs> has like this look in his eye, like this red glare hmm. of like evil that comes over him. Yep. And the fact that he has the power to change people's memories, that's what's so weird. So that's why I don't know these hmm. pensive, like could he, he, like you were saying last time, I think. Can he change someone's memory to think that this happened? Well, that's what I was afraid the Horcrux was. That it gives you the power to change someone's memory. Or that it gives you the power to take someone's magic away from them and absorb their power or something. those are good. Um, But, yeah, it is weird. It is very weird. Um, So whether he's controlling people or changing their memories or taking their power. Well, taking their powers doesn't really apply here, but... um, yeah, because you mentioned that even a while ago, something that drains the power out of a wizard or something like that. Just yeah, just because we keep everyone keeps talking about how powerful Voldemort is, and it seems like people aren't born with power; it builds in them. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how. And mm-hmm. same thing with these objects. I don't but it's think like objects natural just have talent, power. and then you're like honing in on. Yeah, it. it's like right? like practicing. Yep, it's like you practice when you want to master something. You know, put in the ten thousand hours, but like. It feels like it's more with Voldemort. Like it's beyond just, and even the people he's killing, it feels haphazard, like not just for power or not just for one less opponent, but like there's an actual, there's more motivation to it, it seems. So yeah, um, we still don't know what Voldemort really wants, to be honest about this whole thing. So um, that's what makes it hard to understand. I know. None of the pieces are coming together because you just don't know what he wants. Yeah. Yep, we don't know what his real motivation yeah, is. Yeah, and he keeps slowing us down. Then we'll never know. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, come on. Don't you know? <laughs> You'll be done by book six by the time you guys are married. That's that's the goal. Woo. That's the goal. <laughs> Reasonable. Um, is there anything else in the Hepsa memory that seems odd to you guys? Anything else that was brought up? Anything strange? Mm. Um, I'm worried that she just so. keeps them hidden, though. And like she must have so much money. I'm just surprised yeah. that I'm mm. surprised Voldemort didn't like charm her to get more things. Like instead of just take killing her and taking the stuff, yeah. she, if she's really wealthy, she could have bought him a bunch of stuff out there, all these ancient right whatever, and then he could have collected. It but makes he's an independent he's guy, so yeah. like he doesn't. It feels like he doesn't have much of a plan yet. This is early on. So his instinct was, I want this. I need this now. Could have been a sugar mama. Yeah. Like long term, (laughs) wouldn't that make sense? You set up a little sugar mama. She's out there collecting stuff. Yeah. She's got an eye for this stuff anyway. Yeah. And then she's already seduced. So she would do whatever he wants. I I wish his chapter was called the sugar mama. (laughs) (laughs) What is it called again? Lord Voldemort's request. request. Oh, Sugar Mama is so much yeah, better. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's not PG. Well, that could be a new award, the Sugar Mama award. <laughs> oh, boy. No, I don't know if that one makes don't sense. Don't make me think of another yeah. thing. <laughs> um, Here's a side question on all this, too. I keep having to ask these side questions. What do you think is... Let's go. just go over a few people. What is their greatest weakness? What is Voldemort's greatest weakness? He underestimates... Ancient magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that's true. The love thing. I think he's he's so purely uh, evil, and uh, we don't actually know, but like in in a sense that 
Dumbledore has said he he misunderstands things like love. What is love? Baby, Baby don't, don't hurt, hurt me. me. <laughs> and there was something else Dumbledore <laughs> called him out on, but I forget what it is. What do you call him out on? Something uh, like Voldemort yeah, he says thinks it next this chapter. is the I'll worst. Read, I'll read that line in the next one. Hmm. But I was even thinking early Dumbledore. on, like in the ministry and a debrief with Harry afterwards, he was saying like Voldemort thinks this, but he underestimates. He, he doesn't understand. I don't it's know. But Dumbledore love. seems to know. Maybe that's it that's was something it was. in that whole. Yeah. Like the love. Yeah. He doesn't the think bonds. that the love is strong enough. He thinks that that's. Huh. And because he's alone and friendless. He doesn't understand well, I mean, the he's bonds gotten, between He's people. gotten through life very well on his own. Yeah. Without any love from anyone. Right, right. And he doesn't want to introduce that because that's scary. Mm. And he doesn't need it. Yeah. What is Dumbledore's greatest weakness? Trusting everyone. Oh, hmm. I would say the opposite. Really? He gives everyone him. second chances, I guess. It, which mm. is a good thing, but he just he doesn't really let people in. Nobody. Mm. He hasn't let anyone really so in. So they're very similar. Voldemort and Dumbledore. Whoa. In a sense, maybe. <laughs> but he wow, has you're friends. right. Does Dumbledore have any real friends? He does. <laughs> or is he actually alone? The sorcerer's stone too? guy? I don't know. Nicholas That's Fulmel. fascinating. Does well, he just because he has Fox too. What is what is uh oh he has Nagini. I don't think he's not that trusting though. Oh, well, I'm just thinking like of Harry everyone. Only, I was gonna though. say you're pinning it on Harry yeah. because like at the end of was it the last book where he like sent everyone out? Like, he sent Snape on a mission. He sent McGonagall yeah. on a mission. Yeah. Like, I feel like if he wasn't trusting, he would have just done all that on his but own. But does he tell people what he's doing? Why doesn't he tell any... Why does no one know where he's going? Oh, why like the not trust main... Like, yeah, okay. like, there are just certain things he's doing on his own. Again, we only get Harry's perspective. We don't know. He could be looping in McGonagall on every step he's doing. He could be looping in a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, but I think it's... But, I don't know. What do you think? You think it's... Because he's just so powerful that like it's like he it would be a burden on people if they actually knew what he was doing because then they would find out they would be able to get information and what is that called when they're like torturing someone yeah, for information? Like, either blackmail like, or like Yeah. Yeah. So like I think it's better for them just to not know. I I know what you mean and I understand but Dumbledore's you, mindset. He's probably right too. But there is a but certain level of arrogance shocking. there. Like, no, no, I'm just saying, if you're saying from Dumbledore's perspective, if he's thinking, well, I, other people would be burdened if they knew, or I just have to do this thing. It, there's like, there is an underlying arrogance to knowing he's the best. Arrogance is not a fair word. Uh, maybe it's just self-awareness if he genuinely is the best. And he knows he's the best. So he's got a plan he doesn't need to loop everyone in on it all the time he's just out doing things or maybe if people knew what he was up to it would have negative ramifications but either way from our perspective he keeps saying he's gonna keep harry in the loop but he doesn't really hmm. um he's starting to like he's bringing harry he's on these little missions a teenager. And stuff. He's, a, he's a kid but he's the chosen one he's but he doesn't even kid. know what that means i know yeah and we don't even know if it's real but it <laughs> seems like it but I don't know. Um, Razor glass. The Perry Otter. The chosen boy who... <laughs> Perry oh, Otter. Oh. <laughs> and Aragog. Yeah. Um, here's another... Um, oh, yeah. That's why you got the wine. Yes. <laughs> here's uh, a the few theme. other lines when we go into the other memory. Um, and this is one of the first. 
So, Tom, to what do I owe the pleasure? Voldemort did not answer at once, but merely sipped his wine. They do not call me Tom anymore, he said. These days, I am known as... I know what you are known as, said Dumbledore, smiling pleasantly. <laughs> but to me, I'm afraid you will always be Tom Riddle. It is one of the irritating things about old teachers, I'm afraid. <laughs> I love They never that. quite forget their youth, their charges, youthful beginnings. Why is... Dumbledore calling so Tom good. such a flex. It is. That's like such a great line of the whole thing. But why is it so? Why is it so powerful that he calls him Tom? Because it gives him no power. Mm. It's like before you were anything. <laughs> I brought you into this. When world. I saw you in the orphanage, <laughs> I could take you out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little nothing. Yeah. And I think that messes with him too. Like he wants no connection to that anymore. Hmm. And it was a muggle. Yep. Tom Riddle was yep. his dad, who yeah. was a muggle that didn't love him. It's a reminder so, of that, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine saying <laughs> There's that? There's a lot. <laughs> okay, Tom Riddle. And this is um this is the longer line that we get in this chapter too. I've come to ask you that you permit me to return to this castle to teach. I think you must know that I have seen and I've done much since I left this place. I could show and tell your students things they can't they can gain from no other wizard. Dumbledore considered Voldemort over the top of his own goblet for a while before speaking. Yes, I certainly do know that you have seen and done much since leaving us, he said quietly. Rumors of your doings have reached your old school, Tom. I should be sorry to believe half of them. Voldemort's expression remained impassive and he said, Greatness inspires envy. Envy engenders spite. Spite spawns lies. You must know this, Dumbledore. You call it greatness what you have been doing, do you? Asked Dumbledore delicately. Certainly, said Voldemort, and his eyes seemed to burn red. I have experimented. I have pushed the boundaries of magic, perhaps um, further than they have ever been pushed. Of some kinds of magic, Dumbledore corrected him quietly. Hmm. Of some, of others, you remain, forgive me, woefully ignorant. What's he talking about here? He's talking about the power of love, but what does that actually mean in the whole grand scheme of things? What is this magical power of love? Powerful. <laughs> hmm. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> what is love? Maybe <laughs> don't hurt me. I know. That one's stuck Again, a lot of this discussion is kind of abstract because these words are abstract. Like love is right. an abstract thing. And she's trying to give it substance. She's trying to give it concreteness. But that's really difficult to do. Is the idea of magic, even what we talked about before, the idea of music is the idea of these things that they cannot be put into words, which is why it's so well, hard. Well, I think, sorry to cut you Go off. Go ahead. But it's the, remember the emotion, like when they're learning these spells, it's like you have to have the emotion behind it for it to actually work. Mm -hmm. So like if you don't even tap into like love, so like you're mm -hmm. missing this whole chunk of an emotion, like a whole emotion. So you might be tapping into like the evil part of yourself, but you're not going to be balanced or well-rounded as a, wizard if you're not tapping into the yeah, that's love a, part that's a great emotion. point one of my questions on the next chapter was <laughs> <laughs> why is snape teaching them a different way to conquer a dementor because harry mm. and snape get into an argument uh, about right. dementors is snape not 
a joyful person? Does he not allow joy to come into his life? Hmm. Huh. Seems like it. And is that, what, does that make him not actually, a well-rounded wizard? Because I think maybe why Dumbledore is so well known is because he knows how to like kind of tap into all emotions. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And control them. Is, Especially the patient and loving one. Yeah. Which seems to outweigh everything. Because love wins. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the moral <laughs> of all these stories. Like, especially in the Star Wars. I'm thinking of the whole Star Wars saga right now. Like, Anakin goes over the dark side because there's powers there that he can tap into. That he uh, thinks yes. he can save people that he loves. But it's mm. not really true. It's not really the truth. No, because the power is never mm-hmm. outweighs love for yep. someone. And that's like the whole moral of the story. But... Is there some slight, like, is Dumbledore missing out on certain things because he's not tapping into Voldemort's side of things? No, because you're self-destruct, I mm. think. Well, like dark magic, you mean? Yeah, like, there's only so much you could do, like, pride and narcissism. Mm. No, I said that wrong. No, you said it right. Um, Until you kind of self-destruct, like, you kind of, I mean, we all see those movies and books. And we're reading one (laughs) (laughs) where the character just keeps looking out for themselves and then they have no one. Yeah. And then they end up like defeated by whoever. And it's, it's crazy that Voldemort says nothing I have seen in the world has supported your famous pronouncements that love is more powerful than my kind of magic. Nothing. He's not experienced any love that he viewed as powerful. And I think that speaks to his mindset and where he is. He doesn't have people around him that love him. So he doesn't believe in the power of love. Um, He never gave anyone a chance. Yeah. Yep. Perhaps you've been looking in the wrong places, suggested Dumbledore. Hmm. Hmm. But maybe that's a backfire of the love potion. Maybe. What do you mean? Because the hit. Tom Riddle's Whoa, mom. because he was formed out of fakeness, not real love? Yeah. Oof. It's intense. So. Uh, hold on. So <laughs> you think that you think that Dumbledore is the way he is because he was born out of a love potion? No, not Dumbledore. No, no, not Dumbledore. Or Voldemort. Yeah. 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 Um, I think there could be like side effects. Isn't there consequences to things? Because if someone is born out of, well, we don't need to get into the details of how children are made. But uh, (laughs) but I just, I don't think there was as much romance in Voldemort's conception. So was it, and would that have a negative impact on how he grows up? Well, I mean. Not just the nurture, but even the nature. I think it's the potion part of it too. I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Like Like the actual potion. Just like we heard that. um, You're like tricking Isn't Felix Felicis like kind of poison- yeah. And and wouldn't the same be true for a love potion? You know, like it's a good thing. But if you start like using it all the time, you might build up a tolerance or have to start doing more. Um, and it could have negative side effects or even poison. Um, and maybe that poison means that whenever it wears off, there is deep resentment from Tom Riddle Sr. And that's why it led or ended the way it did. Um but it certainly could have effects on Voldemort if uh, his life began with all of that poison potion energy. But like not mm. to be crude or weird, but like <laughs> power in like love making. <laughs> like right. there's some kind of magical power there that there if there is 
if things go awry, then there's consequences mm-hmm. on the offspring of those people. Right. So for something like this, where it's essentially boils down to rape mm. and lovelessness on one person's part, it but does it, severe yeah. damages to Tom. Yep. Mentally? Yeah. I mean, I think. And I guess this is the nature and nurture because he was nurtured not in a great way either. Right. Double uh, Right. Like he could have had a good. For sure. Like, it, but he wasn't open to it either. Yeah. Well, I don't know how he was treated in the orphanage. Yep. And I mm. love, because you guys made this comparison a while ago, comparing um, Lily and comparing, why am I blanking on her name? Voldemort's mother. Moropi. Moropi, yeah, yeah, sorry. Wow, that was bad. Um, Loving their one, yeah, sons. One, yeah, one sacrifices. Hmm. Like her, her herself, the in spite her of son. or yeah. because of. Exactly. And, I love yeah, that. Yeah, right, right. Um, hmm. Here is another one because we were just talking about this one too. I am surprised you have remained here so long, said Voldemort after a short pause. I always wondered why a wizard such as yourself never wished to leave the school. Does Tom have a point there? Why does Dumbledore not leave the school and pursue bigger and better things? Is headmaster at Hogwarts the the highest <laughs> thing that he should attain to? If it's about grooming the chosen one and protecting the ancient magic hidden at Hogwarts, <laughs> then maybe it's the greatest thing he could do. Um, but at least for now, I read this as he just needed to protect the school from Voldemort and mm. make sure that Voldemort could not come back. Because he sees the future. Maybe, maybe, or he's just good at anticipating, predicting, Hmm. guessing. I don't know, but all this time, like till then it made sense. But once Voldemort was rising to power and he was like clearly evil, why did Dumbledore stay? Hmm. I feel like we're going to learn more about Hogwarts and things going on there, ancient magic, etc. And then it's going to, it's going to click why he stayed at Hogwarts specifically. Okay, so yeah, there's the two interesting questions because this is the next line that we get. Dumbledore set down his empty glass and drew himself up in his seats, the tips of his fingers together in a very characteristic gesture. Let us speak openly. Why have you come here tonight, mm. surrounded by henchmen, to request a job we both know that you do not want? Voldemort looked coldly surprised. A job I do not want. On the contrary, Dumbledore, I want it very much. Oh, you want to come back to Hogwarts, but you do not want to teach any more than you wanted to when you were 18. What is it that you're after, Tom? Why not try an open request for once? So Dumbledore doesn't want to leave, but why does Tom actually want to come back? Do you think that Voldemort wants to come back and teach? Or is he after something else? And if he's after something else, what is he after? I'm taking Dumbledore at what he said here, that he does not want to teach. He's here for something else either a general thing at the school, general energy or research in the library or hidden chambers. He actually wants to open the chamber of secrets, but himself personally could be more layers to that. Could be other things. Collecting artifacts or, well, well, he did open the chamber of secrets initially. Yeah. But, but it was like like, half and he was young. He didn't know anything back then. I feel like he knows more or there could be, he might just want the sword of Gryffindor or like other things that are at Hogwarts, like artifacts. Mm. We know, But then at the same time, I'm thinking if there were other artifacts, we know that Dumbledore was keeping things in Gringotts. So Dumbledore in some ways viewed Gringotts as safer than Hogwarts. So it just seems a little weird. Now I'm just kind of questioning why. 
and we don't we don't know the dynamic yet, but I don't think Voldemort wanted to be a teacher. He probably also is like collecting like his roster. But like mm. what? What's next on his roster? The more Death Eaters. Oh, you think it was about the people, like yeah. being able to infect young minds? And, I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah. That could and be. finding people that are similar to him and right. collecting them and grooming them to be like him. Like a different version of Slughorn almost. Yeah, a worse. Evil. And could he have um, seen a prophecy before Trelawney, before whatever with Dumbledore, a prophecy about... Um, his own rise to power or he can be or his teaching own his own spells if he's a half-blood prince hmm. he could teach like all spells. them the bad spells hmm. Hmm. sorry i cut you off i think no no just the idea of if he already knew harry was coming a chosen one he could be on the lookout for the chosen one but this was before <laughs> this was before that Right? Yeah, but I'm saying if he got a, oh, like a prophecy, that, actually. it doesn't even matter. Like if he got a prophecy that, for example, someone will rise through the ranks of Hogwarts and eventually grow to defeat you if you don't stop them or like whatever. It could be a, a prophecy, as, prophecy as simple. Yeah, totally separate prophecy by a different seer. Um, something mm. else that would make Voldemort say, I need to be at Hogwarts to prevent my potential downfall. I mean, because you guys were even talking to you, like the school has some kind of lore to it. The school has some kind of like magical protection over it. So maybe this is like the final piece that that Voldemort needs in order to hmm. like either gain followers, gain immortality, whatever it might be. There's magic at the school that is creating entities like Peeves. There's some kind of deeper ancient magic, dark magic, whatever it might be. There's something going on here. But Dumbledore's line, one of his last lines, is actually really tragic. The time is long gone when I could frighten you with a burning wardrobe and force you to make repayments for your crimes. Oh, yeah. But I wish I could, Tom. I wish I could. Hmm. So what do you guys think of this whole memory? And is there anything else that we missed that you guys wanted to talk about for this one? No, I just keep thinking of the red eyes mm. from the last memory. I think it maybe even came up again here. Yeah. Like it came up scarlet, red, red, red. It came up a bunch of times. Because like he's just des- seeing his red. His description in the second memory is more gross and more mm. like he's becoming serpent like. Yep. Yep. That was a really good description. He's not charming like it was anymore. Like, he was like yeah. waxy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's because he's experimenting on himself, right? Mm. Seems like it. Ugh. And then um, I'm just trying to think of the timing, assuming this would be. 1955 or 1960 somewhere in that zone it would have to be depending on how long it took him to actually rise in the ranks of Borgen and Burks um and could that line up with anything else that we know with Lily um or James Potter again with the idea of it seemed like Potter specifically like he was after the Potters and again, I'm thinking mm. of prophecies. Did he know the Potters were dangerous before he knew Harry Potter was dangerous? Mm. And was that part of him wanting to get back to the school um, to be prepared for if they, like James Potter, was going to come into school? And it seems a little much to say preparing for James Potter. Like, why not just go find him individually? Mm. I don't know. Um, or does he still need to win people over to his side? Like you were saying, students, maybe. I don't know. Not much else that I saw in here, but just a lot of other questions and interesting things. 
Um, and then at the end of this chapter, I was just thinking of the the curse on the defense against the dark arts role. Yeah. It's like the first time it's so clearly said that we're like, whoa, like we we thought this was this was lore. This yeah. was a rumor. This was like this is a joke real. Ron talked about. And then we're like, oh, no, like that. It started then. It started in 1960 or potentially even earlier. <laughs> That's a long time for every single year to be a new teacher. Um, so, you know, we're kind of left to think that Voldemort cursed the role. But then it also makes us wonder if it's an actual curse, what's going to happen to Snape by the end of this I know, year? That's what I was thinking. Um, and we've never seen a teacher leave and then take another role in the school. Um, we've seen them go away from Hogwarts altogether. Um but so, we've also never seen a Death Eater teach Defense Against the Dark Arts. Okay, and that's a great question. What is going to happen to Snape at the end? Is this like the fulfillment of what Voldemort wanted? He wanted ah, someone the in there. from beginning. He needs one who, of his people. Yeah, one of his people. So now will Snape have this position next year? Mm. Oh, man, or, that's... Ooh, hmm. What else could happen to him? Well, we don't know why Voldemort wanted to be in the role to begin with. I thought it was more about exploring ancient magic in the castle you know, hidden things, artifacts, whatever. But is Snape doing that for Voldemort right now? Is that being done? Is is that mission being accomplished, whatever mm -hmm. it is? Or was it already accomplished through Quirrell or something else? Or did Dumbledore move whatever Voldemort's mission was to uh, Gringotts or somewhere else or hid it away somewhere? Um, I don't know. But I don't think, I think... Snape being in the role does fulfill something. Mm. It could even end the curse if he's able to do what Voldemort wanted him to do. It could complete it so that we see Snape in the same role next book. Um, but what is it? And mm. does he still have to do it? Or did he already complete whatever Voldemort wanted? What if what would happen if Snape is removed from the position? Would he go back to potions? Because Slughorn is only there for a year. So is it maybe they find uh. another... Defense against the Dark Arts teacher and Snape just lasts a year so he goes back to potions or does something more serious happen to Snape? Does Snape end up dying or something like that? Does Snape... What what else would happen to Snape that he would... If if it was that he's not fulfilling what Voldemort originally wanted, wanted him to do? Hmm. He's going to die before that because Malfoy is like dying. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that was weird too. You're right. And he's bound to him. So maybe Voldemort is having Malfoy do the thing that he wanted to do hmm. that in theory Snape could be doing, but Snape maybe isn't. And then Malfoy is having a really hard time with it. And that's why he's aging so crazy. Um, or like whatever's happening with Malfoy he's looking sickly, but then does Tonks get roped into that? Hmm. Maybe the next chapter we'll get into it. Yeah. But um, what will happen to Snape? Hmm. It all depends whether, Maybe Malfoy could still break that curse by whatever he's working on. But if Malfoy fails, then, well, Snape then has an unbreakable oath to make sure Malfoy doesn't fail. Mm -hmm. So then they both accomplish whatever needs to be done. And then the, the curse would be broken. Yeah. Maybe. So let's keep talking about that. Let's go on to chapter 21 because that's mm -hmm. kind of what some of that is. The unknowable room. What happens in chapter, tw chapter 21, the unknowable room? Oh, yeah. I wrote something, but go for it. I mean, mine isn't great. <laughs> yeah, mine neither. Um, Harry thinks Malfoy is spending his time in the Room of Requirement, and he tries to figure out how to get inside the room. 
that's all I got. Yeah. yeah, and I just wrote that Tonks was up there away from her post looking oh, for Dumbledore, yeah, yeah. looking really sick, and then uh, out of it. Mm-hmm. Fishy. And her Patronus looked like a dog. Potentially, mm-hmm. potentially four-legged. And wait, they also mentioned in this chapter something I mentioned Some, about I know, being in love. And, and I was like, I was like, wait, I was like, wait, but didn't we say they couldn't be in love because I thought they were cousins? cousins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get it. I'm They're like, somewhat distantly related. They're, I guess, it's like, like second or third or fourth. Is it second or, or third or fifth or whatever? Either way, the fact that Harry said that, I was like, what the? So weird. I don't care how cousins But um. I'm glad Harry was on the same page as me, but it just was awkward because uh, nobody else even mentioned it. Yeah. Nobody was like, oh, no, Harry, that's a dumb idea because didn't you know they're related? Well, they also <laughs> mentioned this other point, and we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about this right now. This is one of the lines in the dead middle of the chapter. God, I've been so stupid, he said quietly. It's obvious, isn't it? There was a great vat of it down in the dungeon. He could have nicked some at any time during that lesson. Nicked what, said Ron? Polyjuice potion. He stole some polyjuice potions Slughorn showed us in our first potion lesson. There are are in a whole variety of students standing guard for Malfoy. It's just crab and goyle as usual. Yeah, it all fits. <laughs> so is, <laughs> Another so is thing Draco, I said. a.k.a. Danny, or is Harry right about Draco, a.k.a. Danny <laughs> Well, Wright. to be honest, I was throwing it out there as a... 25% chance, yeah. 30%, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then I felt for a moment, yeah, all right, good. Harry thinks the same as me. And then I was like, oh man, but if Harry thinks it's probably wrong, yeah. <laughs> you know, once it's written, then I'm like, oh, well, it's probably yeah. not true. After then. book five, whatever Harry thinks is wrong. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. But then, um, again, there's plenty of ways they could still be deceiving us, uh, they being JK. Um, but Harry saw on the Marauder's map, that it said Gregory Goyle. Yeah. And then he gets there and it's the girl. So mm-hmm. as a straight read, that confirmed that was a polyjuice Goyle. Mm-hmm. Cool. But the room of requirement, everything else, that's still, we don't know. That Harry has not seen that happen. Um, and he was obsessing over it. I still thought he should have had that map out a little more often. And even if he's not going to see the room, he could still watch Malfoy like walk into the room yeah. on the seventh floor corridor, stuff like that. But we didn't even see that yet. So we don't know it's the room of requirement. Um, I'm glad he gave it a bunch of tries. I'm curious why he couldn't get in there unless uh, Malfoy's requirement trumps his somehow because yeah. it's required that nobody else can access the room of requirement while he's doing it or something. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one of the first lines of the chapter, though. Harry fully expected to receive low marks on his because he had disagreed with Snape on the best way to tackle Dementors. He did not care. Slughorn's memory was the most important thing to him now. So what is Snape's tactic on taking on Dementors? And is it better than Harry's? Hmm. Because I thought the thing that you mentioned, Jen, was really interesting because it's like you have to be a well-rounded wizard. So is Snape not a well-rounded wizard because he's not tapping into this joy? Is Snape incapable of joy? He seems like it's a character, <laughs> to be honest. Mm. And why would he way. be incapable of that? Because his parents had a love potion. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Because 
I mean, wouldn't that affect you though? Like if they were like, you know, like uh, mood disorders or something like that, where mm-hmm. like then is there magic skewed too? Magic I mean, we saw skewed. Tonks couldn't perform, yeah, and she looked weird when she was depressed mm. with Sirius. So maybe is Snape like experiencing a long term effects of something like that? Yeah, he wanted Lily, but he didn't get her. <laughs> that would be good, actually. <laughs> Oof. I don't know if anything in the read really she shows that he protected him. Hmm. Yeah, that's but that, that's like almost like a pity thing. Yeah, that's like, you know, that's like worse sympathy. than anything. Like, right, she's older guy, and stronger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Like, it's like, it's to a me, nice thing all the same. It's nice. But, uh. I feel like a lot of guys would feel totally uh, weak if that happened. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, I'm going to go hide forever. Um, Is there like an opposite, an evil opposite of a Patronus? Like you focus on evil thoughts and angry things and you get a big old beast that comes out of you and uh, (laughs) can fight. But it's like a negative dark thing. It doesn't actually say what it was, right? No, it just hinted that there was a disagreement. And uh, How else would you, yeah, how else would you tackle a Dementor? Can you just make a shield around yourself? Yeah. Like that's self-protecting. That's what a Patronus is. It's a shield well, charm. that's true. Kind of. But I meant like without thinking of happy thoughts. It's yeah. like like just a matter like of a fact. Protego like a kind of shield. Mm-hmm. What was it? Is that what it yeah, was? Protego? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what Harry did to block um, Come on. a Jen. spell. <laughs> you don't have to get, you have to laugh every time. We yeah, call not it every time. Yes, You're as nerdy as us. He can recall it like that. Um, like that. He's at your level, John. So yes, I can laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that seems like it's more about spells and charms. It's like in a duel, you would do like a shield, but the Dementors seem weirdly powerful that they go beyond some of that. It's like a different emotional level that they're at. But I feel at. like he would be it's like... not physical, maybe? He wants to, like, show... Like, I feel like Snape's the type that would be, like, show your strong side, not, like, your right. emotions. Right, So you put up a front or something. I am curious what that would be, like, putting up a front of something else. Like, essentially, you're saying a shield, but just, like fueled by something more but also maybe could you be teaching them like occlumency and whatever oh yeah that's interesting. so like you're turning off your mind so they can't actually see because they're seeking the memory what you're afraid of interesting yeah that's actually interesting so you theory. block them from seeing your happy memories yeah I feel like snape, is snape good might not even have happy memories yeah. but either way he can, he block, can block off his it. mind and well that that would also kind of make sense because um, I think it was Hermione was talking about imperious curses and forcing people to do what you want. And like, I feel like the imperious curse is in the same realm, you know, of like um, influencing people, getting in their minds. So maybe. Maybe that's what he teaches all his Death Eaters. Uh, Voldemort. Sorry. Yes. Voldemort. Teaches maybe that's them. why he teaches all of them how to like the occlumency where you get into people's minds and you can teach them. Because, like you're saying, in order to do like an imperious curse or something, what? you made such a grand entrance <laughs> to get. Set. I didn't want to like steal it and bring it over here. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, you know, I won't touch Ooh, that. Those are good. Yeah, you're gonna Trader Joe's. No, it's on the book. Oh, that's dirty. But it's your book. <laughs> 
Yeah, but who knows where it's been. These are gigantic. What is it? What mm. is banana that? chips? Mm-hmm. Well, are these all Trader Joe's? Yeah. Nice. Danny's a, a Trader Joe now. Yeah, you are. You're a TJ. So skeptical, and now we oh, got to love it. Oh, you just dropped one. You're going to squish it right I'm out of your no leg. Choice. Don't give any other snacks. I know. <laughs> we just need one closer. Yes. Can't chew in the mic. Whoa, those are big chips. <laughs> Here, uh, Here's another um, a completely off topic one, too. This is a funnier, like funnier line. Because this chapter, it kind of brings back some of the funny stuff. Which is again why I love this book so much because it goes from serious to like fun really seamlessly. Excuse me. It's one in one of Fred and George's spell checking ones, but I think the charm must be wearing off. Yes, it must be, said Hermione, <laughs> pointing at the title of his essay, because we're asked how to deal with dementors, not Doug Boggs. And I don't remember you changing your name to Runal Wasleeb either. Ah, oh, no, said Ron, staring horror struck at the parchment. Don't say I'll have to write the whole thing out again. It's okay. We can fix it, said Hermione, pulling the essay toward her and taking out her wand. I love you, Hermione, said Ron, <laughs> sinking back in his chair, nice. rubbing his eyes wearily. Is this that the first was time? So cute. Yeah, is this the first time Ron said I love you to Hermione? To her? Yeah, probably. I, so. I feel like he may have said those words some other time, but maybe not. I didn't mean it. Well, not in like a romantic sense, yeah, but yeah, I feel yeah. like he may have like said something along these lines, but Either way, this was like she heard it and turned pink. And yeah, that was very cute. So but a cute. little less cute by the fact that he's dating somebody else right now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For sure. You don't do that. <laughs> There's a weird love triangle going on right now. There's and then Hermione spends 20 minutes fixing his thing. Mm hmm. That was no quick fix. Yep. She's really going for it. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Um, what is Malfoy doing in? Today, yeah, guys. I know these mic stands are rough. I gotta get new ones. What is Malfoy doing in the room of requirement? Who knows? I have no idea. I would like to know. Ancient magic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking this is part of his mission for Voldemort specifically. But what but, is well, it? Well, the weird part is we've. I, well, I, sh- I won't say we. I've been thinking this whole time <laughs> that Malfoy's mission was about killing Harry. But how does this work into that? And now this makes me think the mission is more like two parts. Mm. Um, and this was the reason that Voldemort wanted to be in the castle to begin with, being a teacher. Um, and this is something maybe Voldemort even started to discover when he was a student at Hogwarts. And now Malfoy is using the Room of Requirement to kind of go in that direction. It's also possible Malfoy's only mission is to kill Harry, but he's using the Room of Requirement to do the snake process that Voldemort did to become Snake Man Voldemort, where that's why Malfoy is starting to look a little shabby Ew. because he's in the process of uh, of uh, becoming a snake. Gross. But that would be totally separate yeah, but from you know what? It, Voldemort's wait, instructions. That just gave me an idea. Oh, nice. What you got? Well, you know how <laughs> that was not discreet. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. The mic's so ham. It was discreet on, on audio, audio, not on on, on video. 
loud. That's not discreet. <laughs> Audio is very well, loud. For the mics, you put the mic away, so we're not going to be able to hear that really. Well, I um, it. Jen's mic is probably picking it up because it was loud. <laughs> Sorry, you have it on like five times. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, no, Voldemort. Yeah, don't keep that mic over there. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Jen cracks herself up. Because <laughs> uh, while he eats, we can quickly talk. Go. <laughs> Nobody's said anything the whole time. <laughs> I know. I'm busy laughing because I can't get over it. And I forgot what I was going to say. Voldemort. <laughs> so we were just talking about Malfoy, Voldemort. How oh, Malfoy is he's going to practice. <laughs> he's going to how Voldemort got to that, that creature that he is. Maybe he was giving lessons written out for Malfoy to practice these mm. um, spells, and he it slowly chips away at your humanity. It's a really great theory. Because yeah. <laughs> that is what Voldemort is happening. It's happening to Voldemort. Mm. Um, right, right. We're seeing it. But yeah. maybe because it's like he he's whatever he told Dumbledore that he's done magic. He's pushed the limit. So maybe he's giving hmm. Malfoy like, OK, well, if you really want to be a death, you have to prove it to me and do all these spells and practice them. And then when I when you come right. to me, you have to show me you can do them. And it kind of eats away at you. And maybe it was harder for Voldemort to do his snake thing elsewhere. But Malfoy can do it in an accelerated timeline at Hogwarts for some reason. There's something about Hogwarts. Well, he's not having to figure it out. Voldemort oh, yeah, had it's to already like it a out. path has been drawn yeah. out. Yeah. That was weird, but that's my theory while you're chewing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess the, the mission of Draco is another weird one. You just, is there anything, like what would he be turning the room into? Again, it seemed like there's multiple parts to his plan for some reason. But what Could is he, he turn it into a room where you can like meet up with Voldemort? Like, oh, I was going to say meet up with his dad. Mm. And the reason he's looking sad is just because he's spending all his time talking to his dad about stuff. Well, and it's like, well, I don't think you could actually do that. That that seems like that seems like a violation, Hogwarts, right? Well, not even a violation. I feel like Hogwarts <laughs> just wouldn't allow that. Is there any way that the room could be a passageway to like some other place? I don't know. That seems like I don't it think wouldn't. so. I don't think it could be flu network. I don't think it could. Well, be. Well, doesn't ask a man. Do they sell the Dementors? Because it could look like he got. You know how like they suck the joy out of you. Ooh. He's Wait, like what do you mean? The power of Dementors. <laughs> yes. Who Malfoy? <laughs> yeah. Wait to do what though? No, I'm just saying I wasn't sure of like maybe you mentioned like could it be a pathway? I'm like, well, maybe he's going to visit his dad in Azkaban. And if the mm. dementors are still oh, there, wow. maybe it's sucking the joy out of him. So when he comes oh, back. Oh, like when he's there. And that's why he looks a little frail. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. That's actually really fascinating. Because <laughs> I have, have. Very interesting. Have we seen something in Hogwarts? I'm trying to think. Ow. Have we seen something in Hogwarts where like a student is transported to another spot? Other than the like the flu network we've seen. They open for open it for apparition for a little bit. I don't think that we've seen any other way that students go easily to and from the castle. Well, no. there's those secret the castle, passages that are yeah. on the map, but that's yeah. different, right? The castle it seems to like forbid that the castle. 
But yeah, could it's you true. do the rumor requirement? Oh, you know what though? We don't know about paintings. That's the only other thing. Yeah, for sure. Or that mirror that Harry had. Painting. We don't know what could have happened yeah. to it. So wait, so Malfoy is practicing being He's in a painting. He's an artist, painting. actually. He becomes Bob Ross becomes. when he goes in the room. <laughs> um, he becomes a painter. Again, that's like your theory before. The more realistic you paint something, that actually happens. So like, he's really <laughs> yeah, trying yeah. to become a realistic painter and paint ex- his exact house <laughs> so that he can yeah, go yeah, into yeah. it. So he's just focusing on that. And oh, if yeah, his dad was too. doing some kind of Azkaban thing, painting something else, there could be a paint <laughs> portal, you know? We still don't know the items that he had, too, uh, in their house. The Malfoys. Oh, mm, yeah. You're right. You're right. And does Draco have that at school Maybe now? he's making them a horcrux, his items. You're making a horcrux? I to don't do know. what? I have Ooh, no and, idea. And it's supposed to suck up other wizards' powers, but he's, it's accidentally absorbing some of his. Yes. And Snape, because they're attached. <laughs> and they, he didn't even know they were attached. And I keep thinking of the Horcruxes as being uh, absorbing power or something else. But what if it's actually uh, life and it ages you? So like Malfoy accidentally got a year of his life sucked into a a Horcrux potion. And that's what uh, Voldemort keeps doing because he wants to live forever. So he keeps absorbing life life. out of people. um, And he's having Malfoy do this at Hogwarts because there's a lot of life and vibrance Hmm. there. But he's only oh, and that's why he's bringing all these girls up to this room to suck their life out. Whoa! <laughs> just to be clear, we're assuming that this is all just crab and goyle. Um, but I could also not be. But oh my gosh! So we Maybe. just flat out don't know what he's doing in this room. The room of requirement, right? No clue. I'm not even that convinced he's in there. 75%. 75%. You're 75% sure you know what he's doing. No, no. I, that he's even in the room of requirement. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be that surprised if they're like, oh, also, there's a secret passageway corridor on the seventh floor in the same spot, but it's behind a painting or it's mm. under the floor or it's behind a curtain or around this gargoyle. And then it leads to another place entirely that's also off the map. Hmm. So we're thinking room, room of requirement because that's where it is. Okay, fine. That makes some sense. But um, but what if it has nothing to do with that? It's totally like a mistake. It could be um, like when the chamber was open and the, um, the, the basilisk was going through the ductwork and all that. Like yeah. what if he's just entering some of the ductwork here and going mm. into some other secret room or secret passageway or dungeon? Or, I know seventh floor seems a little odd. What if it's the opposite? He's going to the roof and he's doing some crazy thing up on the roof in some big old tower or he's using it to get somewhere else. He could be sneaking into Dumbledore's office or some other So um, it's teacher's becoming a passage within the castle itself. Yeah. Um, I was Because just I think there, there has been an object the that's done that before. They, uh, Fred and George shoved someone into, um, I don't know if it was a toilet or... Oh yeah, and I went to like something. Oh, it was the toilet. Montague. And they and he appeared in a closet. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Forgot about that. Um and but so, he went crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you can Yeah, that's right. There's been something where you can transport from one place in the castle to another. But I that's like an like maybe he is sneaking into Dumbledore's office when Dumbledore's gone. Maybe he's going mm. to the 
um, Chamber of Secrets or something like that, oh, trying I to reopen think it. About that. I was just thinking rather than it being some magical getting whisked off somewhere, I was thinking actually climbing through a, a vent, you know, like mm. through a, yeah, a, a pipe or whatever. Yeah, but he's read the physically books to go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but John's still good at playing dumb that we have no yeah. idea. Come on, yeah. <laughs> Come on, yeah. <laughs> How many times I've thrown you guys off sense for certain things? No, I have True. no Throwing idea, John. I'm not allowed to see Reddit. <laughs> I'm not allowed to, to know the future. So do you think no, that you're um, good. this, what? No, you're a good host. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that this person that uh, Myrtle is talking about is Draco or is it another student? Wait, can you refresh my memory on this? So, it was, yeah, she says said this. Someone... Um, so there's two things. Um, sorry, what's this other line? Uh, when you say you had lots in common, said Ron, sounding rather amused now. Do you mean he lives in an S-Ben too? No, said Myrtle defiantly, her voice loudly echoing around the old tiled bathroom. I mean, he's sensitive. People bully him too, and he feels lonely. And he hasn't mm. got anybody to talk to, and he's not afraid to show his feelings and cry. Who is this? Is it too obvious that it's Draco? Is it someone else? I never thought it was Draco. Until really? Right now. Yeah. I thought it was Neville. Oh, yeah. And I was sad because I was like, oh, man, maybe he doesn't have that many friends. Even though, like, um, he does have friends. But are they real friends? You know, like, how often is Harry hanging out with him? Yeah. Ron, Hermione, anyone else? All is these Dean other guys. And, yeah, yeah. Dean and Seamus. They're yeah. kind of Wait, doing their could, own thing. could Voldemort make himself look like a kid? With polyjuice, With yeah. a vat of polyjuice? <laughs> Um, <laughs> he told him has been wandering around the castle disguised <laughs> as Neville Longbottom. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> no, like, could, I was just thinking, like, that sounds like mm, he wouldn't be, like, that emotional, though. Because I'm like, that kind of mm. sounds like it could have been Tom Riddle. Ooh. Back in the day, like, he had no friends and blah, blah, blah. But I feel like he hold wouldn't. On. Oh boy, that's not good. That's. Let's hold. Let's stick on that for a second. This could be the reanimated soul of Voldemort. Or not necessarily reanimated, but like Tom Riddle. Is he walking around the school maybe as a ghost? <laughs> because Draco is Draco conferring with like the ghost of Tom Riddle here. Is that something Whoa. that he's doing? And then he looks like a ghost after you spend all those hours yeah. with a ghost you turn into one <laughs> <laughs> that's the, how it works that's how ancient magic works because <laughs> there is this discussion on the difference between a ghost and a in fury and you have this hilarious line well what harry said is the most useful if we're trying to tell them <laughs> apart said ron when we come face to face with one down a dark alley we're gonna have <laughs> and we're, we're going to have to have be having a shufty to see if it's solid aren't we we're not going to be asking excuse me are you the imprint of a departed soul? <laughs> Such a good Ron line there. But could it be that Draco is conferring with the ghost somewhere? And maybe. Mm. That's bad. Mm. Ghosts know stuff. Mm. I don't think that anyone's tapping into the ghosts as much as they should. Yeah. Professor Bins. Poor old Professor Bins. Um, I also am thinking we don't have a timeline on Myrtle here. She wasn't very specific. But what if it was something long, long ago? I'm trying to think of when she actually died. 
I don't remember the details. I could probably look at my history of Wizards note, but <laughs> um, could it have been Voldemort or someone long time ago that said, I'll come back and visit you in this year on this day. And that's why she's in the boys bathroom because she expected someone to be there um, who is not. And it could be someone like Voldemort from back in the day, but it also could be Malfoy who needs her for something. Hmm. Maybe getting ghosts on their side, death mm-hmm. either side. What could they do? That's the question. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Psychological warfare. Um, people off balance. Yeah. <laughs> Make people cold. That would be the worst. Sitting in battle and a ghost is hovering over you and you're just freezing and shivering. That would be my worst nightmare. Really? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But that would be terrible. I hate being cold so much. I know. Um, After all this happens too, Tonks is about to go visit Dumbledore. Why is Tonks going to visit Dumbledore? What's up with Tonks? Does she love Sirius? What's going on with her? Something more is up, but I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, I did mention loving Sirius, but the whole cousin thing um, <laughs> invalidates that. Still could be Lupin, though. I wrote that in my margins. Um, also, the way Tonks talked to Harry made me think there was more going on that Harry didn't know. Yeah. Like, she mentioned all the people dying. Mm-hmm. Then Harry said oh yeah i read about whatever in um the daily prophet and then she said something like have you talked to anyone from the order recently Mm -hmm. and he said no not since serious and tears blah 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 but the point is that transaction or that like um discussion i mean the back and forth was like um something serious is happening within the order yeah it sounds like somebody died within the order tonks is saying all these people are dying have you talked to the order so Either someone in the order died or someone close to the order has died or something serious happened. So Harry's out of the loop and it didn't even phase him. Mm. So I think Tonks is upset from the original thing with Sirius and then other subsequent events that Harry doesn't even know about. And he's still not in the loop about. So I don't know what they are. I'm afraid it could be Lupin. Um, because we already know he's out on a very dangerous mission and we know that a boy was killed. The daily prophet mentioned, right? That a werewolf killed a boy. Um, that was from the prophet, right? Or was it another part of this chapter? The, it was rumored that it was Fenir, yeah, Greyback, but it was yeah. werewolves supposedly. And so again, we're hearing like stuff is happening. That's where Lupin is. So was he involved? Did that have anything to do with him? Was this some mission gone wrong? Um, like could, you think that that uh, even Tonks could could uh, be in love with Lupin because you mentioned mm-hmm. that a while ago and she's nervous yeah. that he's away down and in this sat, she thing. he yeah. could have literally died yeah and that's why she's sad um, he could have <laughs> been the one to kill that little boy and now Imagine. he's all torn up about it and emotional yeah. because it went during his uh, his time of the month he killed somebody mm-hmm. so <laughs> sounds accurate <laughs> familiar <laughs> so he, it he just feels too. like. Uh, <laughs> sounds familiar <laughs> i mean 
So there is definitely something deeper going on with Tonks. Could the Tonks know. thing be connected to the Malfoy thing because they're both looking thinner and sickly? Does she kind of look like a boy and she's going sneaking into the bathroom crying? Wow, and being emotional. <laughs> and that's what Myrtle was thinking. She's changing her appearance maybe to a boy quick. Huh. You're right. She easily could do that to blend in. Hmm. We'll see. Anything else in this chapter, Danny? <laughs> quick. Go, Did go. someone else die, Lupin? No, I don't know. Um,. Patronus being a big four-legged thing. She's in love, whatever. That's what I said. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Mimbleness, mimble, mimbleless, mimbletonia came up again. There Weird. is, there for, I'll just mention one thing. There is something that I really admire about Tonks here <coughs> in that she is deep in her emotions. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. As, a, as someone who, I'm not necessarily like so super deep on my emotions, but I love that she just taps into that and it shows the depth of her character. That some other people have been able to get over this quicker and she is just devastated over Sirius's death and some other things that are going on that we just don't know of yet. And she's like not able to move past some of this stuff because it's affected her so deeply. I just love that she is that um, in depth of a character. And it makes me a little sad for her as well because there aren't so like she has a community around her, but she's like trying to reach out to these uh, out to these people she's trying to have a meeting with Dumbledore she's trying to even talk to Harry about certain things she's talking with Molly on certain parts and like she has a community around her of people trying to help her but she is just utterly dejected and you like hurt for her but it shows that she has a, a good range of emotions and she's like really this stuff is really affecting her and also she could be a werewolf Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's That's looking terribly thin or terrible and thin and if she was dating lupin or went out to try and save lupin from something <laughs> oh, she gets bit by him becomes a oh, werewolf because we see at the beginning of the next chapter the picture of the full moon Ooh. above aragog and we already knew aside from the picture because the picture could be a little deceiving um that the moon was shining enough light to give Harry light when Did he was walking out to Hagrid's on the picture. Yeah. But actually <laughs> I missed the full moon, but later when I was reading and Harry said the light of the moon was like throwing a shadow. I was like, how bright was the moon for it to throw a shadow? It has to be close to a full moon. It's gotta be like that. Then I was like, Oh no, if it's in the picture, then it was definitely a full moon. So I turned <laughs> back and sure enough, it's right there in the chapter picture, full moon. So if, um, Tonks was now a werewolf. This is when she would have panicked and been saying, I need to find Dumbledore yeah. because he doesn't even know, but I'm about to turn into a werewolf. I'm going to go hide. See you in a few days, mm. you know? <laughs> the shrieking shack. <laughs> so anyways, wow, the Tonks werewolf you. theory is just occurring to me right now, but. <laughs> All right, let's go to the after the burial, chapter 22, the last one. We'll speed through this one. Uh, quick summary of this chapter, after the burial. All right, I'll try. Go for it. I'm making you do all the stuff. Um, Harry gets lucky. He doesn't <laughs> find. <laughs> he doesn't find out what Malfoy is up to, um, but he does keep trying. Um, he helps Hagrid bury Aragog while taking his um, Felix Felicis uh, lucky juice and 
luck was on his side because he was kind of dodging Slughorn, but ran into Slughorn mm -hmm. that same night. Um, then he was able to bring Slughorn over to Hagrid's place, kind of get him to have some of the um, the spider venom, which he wanted, and then use some nonverbal magic. So Harry was kind of on a roll. He was he was very lucky this chapter. Um and he was able to secure the memory that he needed from Slughorn to keep his mission with Dumbledore going. So uh, a pretty important chapter. Um, what kind of spider is Aragog again? I couldn't remember. Like some kind of um, big old fancy thing. And that's what a... Slughorn was like. <laughs> Whoa. Acromantula. Oh, nice. An Acromantula. We just got to get Gross. ready for, for trivia. Yeah. You know? This is probably what Shelob is. is <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, you know what Shelob <laughs> Yeah. No. Oh, guys. <laughs> Obviously. So she love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on on that note, um, what well, do you I'm think of Hagrid? Of the Rings. <laughs> yes. Uh, what I do you think of Hagrid? Know. I watched it. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I just guess that every time now. It's a safe <laughs> guess a lot of the time. Hagrid was crying. So many tears. No. What do you think what of him guy. asking the trio to come out though? Maybe that's who Myrtle found in the bathroom. Mm. He doesn't have that many friends, to be honest. Yeah. But what was he doing way up there in the castle? Anyway, sorry, we didn't have to go all the way there, but maybe. Um, sorry, what was your question? What do you think of him asking the trio to come out after dusk to the burial? The trio is what you're saying. I thought you said yeah. the tree before. I keep hearing tree. Sorry. That's what I heard. Yep. Trio. Bold. I like that he was willing to ask, but also, why does it need to be a burial at 11? Like, can't you just bury it like <laughs> yeah, another time? Or like, it, it feels a little <laughs> funny. Is... Like... I was just kind of like He's asking the trio is perfectly reasonable, but like he literally stole the dead body from a oh, bunch of no, spiders just to 11. do. He he buried him because it was his favorite time of day. Dusk was uh, dusk was his and it was day. summer. So dusk was later. I think, yeah. And that makes sense. But like, why that late? Yeah. Why not just say we're going to bury him a little bit earlier? We're going to do it at 5 p.m. Or right after dinner. Day, but like when you scatter ashes, ah, you're right. You love you scatter them during and the, Hagrid's their favorite so sentimental. He needs to spot. Where would that be for you, John? <laughs> <laughs> and what time of day? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. I love early mornings. I do love dusk too. Or no, I love super late at night when the world feels like it's turned off and like uh, I go take yes. West for a walk down the road or something like that. Mm. I love that. Bury me at midnight. <laughs> at midnight. But where? Where would it be? I don't know. You ever seen... This um, morbid, you guys. Have you ever seen... <laughs> <laughs> uh secondhand lions you guys ever seen that oh movie? yeah it's been a long time a though one. i watched that in theaters but i don't remember much it was actually a great movie Second no that Bruce, was really one good line of the movies that me and my mom quoted each other all the time where it's one of the, the or one of the guys dies and he writes a note and it's the, the notice just remember me out in the garden with the stupid lions or something like that because <laughs> he like i like had lions and they buried them out in the, it was such a funny Wait, line. is this what you tell your mom these yeah, are the lines you say back yeah, all the bury time. me yeah. in the whenever, whenever we talk about death we're always like yeah just bury me out in the garden with the stupid uh, stupid lions <laughs> hmm <laughs> were you offended when hagrid um Ask them out to this thing past the rules of the dusk, oh, whatever. I'm a Hermione. You know, I was gonna say, as a rule follower, it pissed yeah. me off. I didn't like it. But you're also both very emotional people that want to be there for your peeps. Yes. So if Hagrid asked you, what would you be feeling? I feel like I would <sighs> just cursed want to go. <laughs> you I'm, would want to go. Yeah. I was annoyed that Hermione and Ron didn't want yeah, to go. For None sure. of them wanted to, and I was like, guys, Hagrid yeah. never asks for anything. What? Why would you even hesitate? Uh, 
Oh, does he show. ask her stuff? I'm trying to think of yeah, you. Oh, because with the which is a big ass. You're right. And that was to, a huge and to ask. watch. I thought the little yeah, dragon watch too. Norbert. Norbert. There's yeah. Yeah. All right, he does ask ass. for a few things, but it's usually not tear stained <laughs> asking. You. Yeah. But like There's you said, why does it have to be like it's? He's like putting them in a, in a position in a to get in position. trouble with the school, and that's where I think even if they weren't going to go at dusk. Just go at like a normal time and say, Hagrid, we know the funeral's tonight. Yeah, we know you're going to bury yeah. him. We can't stay that long, but we're well, here yeah, for you. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. Hug, drink oh, for Aragog, and then yeah. you leave. You know, but they didn't even entertain it. They're just like, we're not doing it. But then yeah. if you know that if anything even remotely cool that Harry wanted to do comes up, he'd be like, oh, yeah, who cares about rules? Rules, spools. I'm out of here. And he'd throw that cloak on and go running around wherever he wants, you know, and that's what happened. When he takes the liquid luck, he's totally down to just go break some rules all of a sudden. But like <laughs> for his friend, friend, he wasn't too. willing. I love that when he takes the liquid luck, he's actually it makes him be a good friend. Yes. It's like good for him. Yeah. Like everything coalesces perfectly. Like at this mm. chapter right here where you're like, he's a good friend. He figures out all the info. He like gets information about his mother. It's so wonderful. I love it. Yep. And some of this has been a. Uh, um, hinted at but this was like even how he figured it out look potions will almost entirely be empty this afternoon with all of us doing our tests try to soften slughorn up a bit 57th time lucky you think said harry bitterly lucky said ron harry that's it get lucky <laughs> what do you mean use your lucky potion ron that's that's it said hermione sounding stunned <laughs> of course why didn't i think of it do you is this like legitimately the best way to get the memory it seems like it at yeah. this point, right? I mean, He's from this tried. chapter, he got it pretty easily. Oh, very mm. easily. But I didn't realize also that he could just take a little swig of it. I thought it was like, this is your only chance mm. to use it. And I'm like, save it for when you're versing Voldemort. Right. There are probably better times. But then again, Dumbledore said this is highly important, the most important. So I'm glad he was willing to do it. I was getting nervous partway through the chapter that it was going to run out because he took a small mm. bit. Mm. And I was like, quick, hurry up, Harry. Come on. You like felt it wearing out. That's why he had to like push mm. on a little faster. Hmm. Um, Harry, though, makes this euphoria potion. Do you think that's going to come up again? Like, what is this euphoria potion? Do you think that you'd take it? Is it good? Is it healthy? Is it healthy? <laughs> it's it just sounds like it drugs. Yeah, it's like he's literally making yeah. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. What's the um? It's like what is it, Molly or whatever? Um, something you'd find at a club, at a festival. Yeah. What did they know? take in in the Hangover? Hmm. Oh, roofies. Were they roofied or something? Maybe I think it was something like that. Yeah, it was it an was accident. Roo- yeah, I don't know enough about it. Food. Whatever I think so. That's kind of like uh, Euphoria. Hmm. Wait, was this the, from the Half-Blood Prince too? He copied a potion. Yeah. Yep. Right? The Half-Blood and Prince And that's why he was able to do it so good. He threw a little bit of, a bit of mint in there to counteract some of the stomach problems that were going to happen when someone usually ingests this potion. Oh, <laughs> but he gave them ecstasy. Yeah, ecstasy. Ah, that's it. That's it. That's, I feel like yep. ecstasy and Euphoria are. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is the wizarding version of ecstasy. So there's a lot of drug usage. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of drug usage. And underage drinking. And underage drinking in this book. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah, wonder right. we weren't allowed to read it. <laughs> Not only was it because of magic. <laughs> um, this is the other line that we get. Harry took out the rolled 
Harry took the rolled up socks at the bottom of his trunk and extracted the tiny gleaming bottle. Well, here it goes, said Harry, and he raised the little bottle and took a careful, measured gulp. What does it feel like? whispered Hermione. Harry did not answer for a moment. Then, slowly but surely, an exhilarating sense of infinite opportunity stole through him. He felt as though he could have done anything, anything at all. And getting the memory from Slughorn seemed not only possible, but positively easy. Love it. Great line. Um, one other thing I did forget to mention mm-hmm. is, could Dumbledore have slipped something into Voldemort's drink when they were drinking wine back uh, Interesting, in his yeah. memory in the 60s? Because like they mentioned serum. the goblets, they mentioned the wine, they mentioned it a bunch of times. They're both drinking something. I think their guards were both up, but I feel like Voldemort was coming in trying to be like pleasant and whatever. So if there was ever a time for Dumbledore to make a move preemptively, hmm. it might have been then. So I just was curious if there could have been any kind of potion that Dumbledore could have slipped in there hmm. long term. Anyways, That's because we know he took multiple sips of that wine. So now when I'm seeing potions, I'm thinking, could any of these potions have impacted Voldemort then or since then from Dumbledore's perspective? Yeah, it also shows a charming a charmingness of Voldemort too. Like, I don't even know if Harry could have procured the memory of any other way than Liquid Luck. I don't think he right. has that. He's charming, but he's not charming like not Voldemort. Not charming, charming enough. Yep. Yeah. What would you guys use Liquid Luck on? Would you use it on a random day? Would you guys use... Well, how would you use Liquid Luck? Huh. I feel like you have to set up a mega day. Yeah. Somehow. You just set up like one day where you know a lot of stuff's going to happen. And then you just go for it. Hmm. But what would that day be? Or would it be a random day for you? Like a wedding day. Everything goes perfectly. <laughs> Nothing goes wrong. Wow. <laughs> the weather is perfect. Your photographer is getting the best pictures of all time. <laughs> of all time. <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't be bad in uh, in Vegas. You know, stop by a casino yeah, with right? a little liquid luck fuel. Or uh, just travel around in a place where there are possibilities. You know, mm-hmm. go to a, a major city, run into some celebrities, just have mm-hmm, a night. Right. I'm thinking of uh, Groundhog Day because I love that movie. And like he, of course, is living the same day over and over and finds out a way to perfect it. But liquid luck might be a different way of perfecting a day, mm-hmm. you know, the perfect day. And then cool. do you guys going back to uh, some of <laughs> Slughorn stuff? Did he take liquid luck at two important parts of his life? Were they random days or were they actual days that we might have seen before that <laughs> like. We'll have some explanation for later. Oh, oh, interesting. Because we know he took it he twice. he took it twice. And could it have been during his memory? Yeah. Or something else that happened where we're like, oh. Or even he downs it real quick when uh, Dumbledore and Harry showed up at his house. And he's like, oh, I have to now make this entire place look like a, a mess. So yeah. he takes a shot of it and does it. That'd be interesting. I, I didn't think we were going to see either of his days. But it is possible. And that would be funny. Mm. Um, okay, this is, um, I want to read this line, and this is a question for um, the ladies in the group, because hmm. I just need to know something. Just need to know. That's an Enrique. Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> I knew exactly what it is. 
Getting through the portrait hole was Because I literally simple. have my fingers on it. <laughs> As he approached it, Ginny and Dean came through it, and Harry was able to slip between them. As he did so, he brushed accidentally against Ginny. Don't push me, please, Dean, she said, sounding annoyed. You're always doing that. I can get perfectly through. I can get through perfectly well on my own. Is Dean being chivalrous or annoying? I think he's copping a feel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, ladies. (laughs) Dean, every time he's he's like, well, because I think he's going to have some liquid luck. I think Harry got lucky and brushed accidentally um, and and like tapped her butt or something. But every time they're going through the portal, Dean's like, let me help. Yeah. (laughs) He touches a small of her back. Yeah. I'm just like, he, he. Absolutely. She says he's always doing that. Yep. Should oh. a guy not do that? I feel like it, Dean, she's done with him. If if it was a guy that she was truly into, she would love it. Hmm. Really? Yes. One hundred percent. At least that's my perspective. For Ginny, because if it that's how I took it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, she's done. Yeah. That line to mm-hmm. me, I was like, oh, she's over him. She's just staying with him. Yeah, maybe. for sure. But for sure. That's the beginning of, yes, the The beginning of the end. Beginning of the end. Because if you're getting annoyed at touches like that, it's it's over. over. It's over for you guys. Mm, Yeah. That's how I interpret it. He just keeps touching her butt. <laughs> Every time yeah, I, I mean, if I'm into a guy, uh, <laughs> like the movie Hitch, right? <laughs> He's like, how high, how low? Oh low yeah, yeah, yeah. Some butt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, friends not is there a line so this is almost like a personal question is there a line where chivalry crosses over to um yes taking advantage no no not taking advantage not taking advantage (laughs) at all like crosses over to being unbelievably annoying where the person doesn't what you don't like like don't let you do let's say dean is like holding her arm every time she walks in it's like a chivalrous note or like opening mm. the door every time she walks in, letting her go first. Is there a point where maybe not just Ginny, but she's like over that. All women are over that <laughs> in normal life. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't depend- speak. I haven't dated in a hundred years, but like I <laughs> would think that I'd like it. <laughs> I like chivalry. Like I yeah. love that. So, Same. but that's just me. I don't know. And if you were getting sick of it, you would just be like, all yeah, right, you could, yeah, well, cool it on that. You just say, yeah. like, like oh. say it nicely, but if you're going to snap at them, then that's, it's okay. That's I got okay. it. That's what I would say. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So Danny, anytime she says, it's okay, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Take notes. For a bit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it also depends on like previous history. Have you experienced something where you're like, yeah. and it's just a that's triggering thing. Right. Right. Mm. Or you're just annoyed that day, or it's the time of the month that, <laughs> oh, right? right. And you're just werewolf. like, don't touch me, don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm over it. Keep Did up. you say she wolf from Shakira? <laughs> no. Oh, that makes more sense. She's a she wolf rather than a werewolf. Ginny is a she attracts a she wolf. Yep. This is the number one compliment mm-hmm. that people want in the new series too. They want Jenny to have a personality because in the movie she doesn't have a personality. Mm-hmm. So they're like yeah. dying for her in the sh- in the ex- actual mm-hmm. series that they make for her to have a personality. Yeah, she's like a little sassy girl. I yeah, I know. And that's what they could do pretty Firecracker well. You know, like they could do entire episodes yeah. on characters and really dive yep. into it. 
she deserves a lot more than yeah. what she's the gotten. The producers of the series are listening to us. I know. We will I we will help write the series for you, HBO. <laughs> Hire all four of us. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready. I got Please. theories for days. <laughs> Bonus episodes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, if I ever do fan fiction, the first thing I'm going to do is about what Hermione did when she was out on that ski trip with her parents. Oh my God. Because I still like the idea that the trip got cut short and why doesn't make sense. So I think there was something with crumb and this whole dramatic thing and maybe even more. So we'll see. Uh, Tune in next time. Tune in next time for my weird fan fiction. Gosh, bonus Um, content. Yeah. (laughs) All right, here are two lines. This is kind of the meat of the chapter. After an hour or so, Hagrid and Slughorn began making extravagant toasts. To Hogwarts, to Dumbledore, to Elfmade Wine, and to Harry Potter, bellowed Hagrid, slopping some of his 14th bucket of wine down his chin as he drained it. Yes, indeed, cried Slughorn a little thickly. Harry Otter, the chosen boy who, well, something of that sort, he mumbled, and he drained his mug, too. Um, and then this is the bulk of the chapter right here. But she didn't move. Dad was already dead. But she didn't want me to go, too. She tried to plead with Voldemort, but he just laughed. That's enough, said Slughorn, suddenly raising a shaking hand. Really, my dear boy, enough. I'm an old man. I don't need to hear. I don't want to hear. I forgot, lied Harry. Felix Felicis, leading him on. You liked her, didn't you? Liked her, said Slughorn, his eyes brimming with tears once more. I don't imagine anyone who met her wouldn't have liked her. Very brave, very funny. It was the most horrible thing. But you won't help her son, said Harry. She gave me her life, but you won't give me a memory. Oh, crushing is there any new information that you gained from this little story of lily here and what do you think of this whole tactic i like to think it wasn't so much a tactic as harry just being honest and being real and that being good yeah you know um in the moment i kind of lost sight of it all and it felt like it was actually just emotional and real and i do feel like i learned because we we suspected, and Harry said it so matter of fact, but I, I don't remember the part about like his dad dying and Voldemort stepping over him mm-hmm. and the confirmation that that was the order of things. Um, I feel like hearing it spelled out like this, this felt more clear than we've seen it before. Um, so I don't know that it was new information, but it felt new the way it was being read. Yeah. It was so matter of fact, the way Harry was saying it. Um, yeah, so... I guess it still is a little fallible because it's coming from Harry, but um, yeah, it felt kind of like new information a little bit and certainly more emotional. Like Harry's actually processing this in a way that he can actually talk about it. So it it showed growth to me too, Mm -hmm. from Harry's perspective. Yeah, it's a good line. And then he goes, be brave like my mother, professor. You're a good boy, said professor Slughorn, tears trickling down his fat cheeks onto his walrus mustache. You've got her eyes. Just don't think too badly of me once you've seen it. So I'm going to pester you with the annoying question one more time. (laughs) What will this memory tell? We'll probably find out in the next chapter, but (laughs) I know. I feel like he told Voldemort what to do with Horcruxes, how to Mm -hmm. make a Horcrux and, uh, and use it or something. 
Yeah, and it must be really bad. Oh, it's bad. I wonder if that's what he, how he killed Lily. With a Horcrux? I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Sprayed a Horcrux potion on her. Because then it would be more terrible for him because he mm. really loved Lily as a student. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. And then whatever he said, he was able to kill her. Could a Horcrux be like you, the spell that you, what the heck is it? What Wormtail was, and he spilled the beans. Like, could a Horcrux be like you tap into it? A Fidelius? Him? I don't know. Like with the Secret Keeper? Yeah, and, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Like a Horcrux could be a way of breaking a Fidelius or something? or Yeah, something. Or like, or an like evil Fidelius, something on the opposite end. Maybe. I mm-hmm. don't know. I just was wondering if it ties into Lily because he's wants to hide it so mm. much and I feel like not only is it because you helped Voldemort but maybe because you basically gave him the key to killing right someone they all know and love mm. I changed it a little bit this time no, I like that yeah <laughs> anytime you change it I'm good with it there um, I just want to make a side note on this too this is I have a love-hate relationship with this movie um, because it misses so many things, but it nails so many things. And this is one section that it actually enhanced what was in the book. One of the very, very, very rare sections where I actually thought the movie did slightly mm. better than the books. Mm. And I want to... Can I read you guys part of this movie Ooh, transcript? Yeah. No. It's, Wait, it's a spoiler. It's not you. a spoiler at all. No, no, no. The books it's, are... It's the, the, our books are canon. The yeah. movies are just bonus. Yeah. Oh, this isn't right. a spoiler at all. You pick and choose when it's a spoiler, but well, I'm ready. honestly, so, but John is my um, spoiler <laughs> yeah. like security guard. So if so John, this deems is what it, it was. Safe, it's cool. In in this line, when he when he goes, um, I couldn't imagine anyone who didn't like her. She was very brave, very funny. It was the most horrible thing. They essentially just made this a little story. Oh, so whoa! He was talking with Hagrid about this fish that he used to have, and one day the fish vanished. And then they got drunk and, and Hagrid fell asleep and then uh, Slughorn and he delivers, delivers this line brilliantly. He turns to Harry and he goes, it was a student who gave me Francis, which was the fish. One spring afternoon, I discovered a bowl on my desk, just a few inches of clear water in it. Floating on the surface was a flower petal. As I watched, it sank. Just before it reached the bottom, it was transformed into a wee fish. It was beautiful magic wondrous to behold the flower petal had come from a lily a lily your mother the day i came downstairs the day the bowl was empty was the day your mother and then it cuts off whoa and i think that's like the best in my opinion Mm -hmm. that's the best movie to book change that they ever made i thought that was a beautiful added story i love that so much Mm. because it gave like real substance it made you see how much slughorn truly loved yep this student it showed it instead of told and it, it showed how beautiful of mm. a person lily was like giving this beautifully magical object to her professor that she valued mm. i think it was excellent it's my favorite mm. part of the movie that's why i, lo- I love certain parts of this movie because they just nail it and i hate this movie because they don't <laughs> anywho anything else <laughs> in this chapter <laughs> Uh, the only other thing was the uh, 
the house elf cup bearers actually happened, which we talked about in the last episode. But then I felt bad because we were like joking about it. Like, yeah. oh, they'd be such perfect cup bearers. And then here it's like Slughorn's abusing them. Harry's yeah. like, I'm not going to tell Hermione. That's pretty mean. And I was like, oh, yikes. I guess so. Like I was picturing it being Dobby who'd be so willing and psyched and excited about it. And here it's like, oh, no, maybe Slughorn's like, hey, house elves, get over here. Drink this stuff. It might be poison. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he thinks in his head. He's like, I can't tell Hermione about it. Yeah, this. really? So that was the only thing I, uh, I thought was funny. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. All right. <clears throat> Let's talk about our favorite. Oh, one more thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> Will Slughorn actually remember this in the morning is still a question. Harry said yeah. doubtful he'll remember it in the morning. But that'd be great if he didn't. I love the idea that he didn't. Yeah. So simple. He so still clean. Thinks he's, he still thinks yep. he's hiding it and he still has that power mm-hmm. over him. And if Voldemort's followers ever come out after <clears throat> him, he's like, no, I didn't give it up. And he could be. Yep. think he's serious. But So it's not too bad. Felix doing wonders. <laughs> All right, guys, who wins our house cup? Mm. Let's have a debate. I feel like it's just Harry in all the chapters. <laughs> I know. Obviously. Fine. House cup. Harry? Yes. Harry. I, I went back and forth. This might be like controversial. I went back and forth between Harry and Dumbledore. Ooh. Because I actually, I'm trying to find it. I like how Dumbledore kind of like egged him on to get the memory mm-hmm. when yeah, Harry went there right. and yep. he didn't have the memory. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love how Dumbledore handled it. Cause he so like true. didn't get mad, yeah. but he, he showed like, the severity of it. Yeah. And he like was like, I'm disappointed, you know, like mm-hmm. you can do better. Mm-hmm. And it motivated Harry to like yep. want to do it. So I'm going to go Dumbledore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great teacher right there. I'm actually going to go Dumbledore too. So this couch against that couch Respect. <laughs> because of his mastery over Tom Riddle. Oh yeah. That oh, was that so too. good. Yeah. Like that was just exceptional. Like mm-hmm. he was just, he dominated him and he's, he's showing Harry all this new stuff, all this new information. And he's finally giving him more answers. And I, I just loved how he communicates. He communicates He's not like a severe guy where he has to like yell everything that he says, like Voldemort. Saying, so when like, he, he communicates. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when he communicates, he communicates softly and just mm. with gentleness. And he knows that he's, he's in power and he's control. And I kind of love that. Mm. Um, favorite moment. <laughs> now you can go favorite moment. <laughs> Yeah, but now that you said that, I didn't want to change it to that moment. <laughs> Come on, you can just go for that. Wait, what? That's your favorite moment? Yeah, but I like the slughorn thing where he like yeah. was so emotional over Lily and he's like, yeah, I don't know why I wouldn't give it to you, the memory kind of thing. So, either one. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the slughorn moment. I felt like it was very real from yeah. Harry drunk from slughorn but still real um so the emotion Sometimes and harry growing yeah honestly <laughs> the um, honest truth it was it was good and i think i just i liked reading that whole part leading up to it and then being nervous like is it actually going to play out how we think or is there going to be a curveball <laughs> yeah. so i think it was uh fun to read very satisfying growth from harry for sure um and i just like hagrid hagrid we don't see him that much I know. so being around hagrid and all that was cool too so yeah um, I liked 
I just liked Harry on the Felix Felicis because I feel like it was nudging him with like unknown mm. things because right. it was like, right. oh, go here. Yeah. But he was like, well, it's not where Slughorn is, but Slughorn ended up being there. So I just kind of like that it made him trust his instincts, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a fascinating yeah. one. What's what it actually does. And that's my, my that's my theory for it. It just makes you trust your instincts. Yeah. I loved that. Wait, the whole he like be little better after this, traveling. just like at trusting himself yeah, a little hopefully. more. Yeah, that'd be nice. I know. I think that's kind of one of my favorites too, and I think the whole Felix chapter is one of my favorites of him like experiencing that, but really the Slughorn when he's talking to Slughorn and he's showing the severity and he talks about his mother. That's my favorite part in these chapters. I think mm. it's yeah. just so hard to beat that, like the weight of what it is. Mm. Hot tamale. Dean, nope. <laughs> I have one. I actually have ones. Lead us off. Who's your hot? I'm dad? giving it to Hepziba Smith. Oh Whoa! yeah, she is she such a hot tamale. Oh my god, she had the hats for Voldemort. Wow, she's shooting for the is stars. Voldemort a gold digger. <laughs> mm. <laughs> gold killer. I was gonna say a second probably. I think I have to agree with you. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, that worked. <laughs> that was the Spicy. only one I could think of. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. I There's forgot about else. that. Wait, what's her name again? Hep Hepziba. 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 You can say it however okay. you want. Hepziba Smith. Hepziba Smith. I know how to pronounce half these things. I had one. I lost it. Mm. So Ginny. <laughs> I know that's my default. Yeah. Ginny giving it to Dean. Don't you push me. <laughs> You're always doing that. <laughs> oh, hot tamale. Uh, what about Tonks? Yeah. Whoa. I don't know. That's a yes. really throw. I'm giving it to Tonks it. too. But I'm also giving it to Voldemort. Can't <laughs> <laughs> deny the guy has so charming. He's got charm. Charm. Mm-hmm. He's got. He he's got charisma indeed. So who, play, who plays him? Yeah. I want to know. I want to see what him as Tom Riddle in the movie. Well, it would have to be. It's not Ray. Real. It isn't because <laughs> it's a younger version. It's too young. They yeah, couldn't yeah. make oh, wait, him young so enough. Oh wait, so it's real. It's someone playing. It's a different it? actor. Yeah. Hmm, wait, don't tell me. The one from I don't even know who it is. Vampire Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. He does do a him. great job. I have to. You're admit. obsessed. A, <laughs> he comes up every day. No, he doesn't. There are a few I different actors. Wait, someone. I brought it up. Yeah, <laughs> I brought it up last night. Monday. Yeah. 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 Ian Smolder. Ian Summer Summerholder. Yeah. Smolder. He does have a I actually think I might know who that tomorrow. guy is. Ian Summer. Do I? Summer you look Hol- like Holder? him. someone said that you uh someone said this on a comment on youtube you look like a guy from i think veritaserum or something like that and i looked it up from what from a youtube channel called veritaserum oh that's a channel yeah yeah Yeah. i think it was veritaserum or it might have been something else well it sounds like something i couldn't look up oh that guy Um, that's actually not the one i was thinking of i was thinking of superman smallville Oh, that's oh, another. Tom Welling. Oh, I love Tom him too. Welling. <laughs> Classic. You got a type. Good one. Nice. Anyway, <laughs> Tonks for her emotional depth. Tonks is my real hot tamale, but sub ta- hot ta- sub hot tamale like a <laughs> mild tamale. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's Voldemort. Lord Voldemort. That's a great <laughs> one. <laughs> oh. AKA Tom Riddle. Oh um, man. 
that's funny. Yeah. But mm. anyway, we're going to go to bed and get work in the morning. Thank Thanks you. for joining us on the journey of <laughs> Harry Potter and the first time readers. Sam <laughs> 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 <Tom> Riddle! <laughs> Tom Riddle? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Are we chanting Tom Riddle because he's Apparently. a hot Molly? Tom Riddle. Yes. <laughs> Oof. I think I think Tonks is, is such a babe. Yes, uh, Danny, they're saying if you want to know more about Harry Potter, there's a whole channel <laughs> called Harry Potter Theory. It's a also a, a podcast, Harry Potter Theory. Oh.